some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Here we go, Barflies. Welcome to the Barfly Tailgate Show. You already know it's done by Barflies for Barflies and all the other Bears fans out there. We have a uh, special guest in the building today. The uh, yeah, Chris. man, Chris? Chris? <laughs> <laughs> no, the barkeeper over here, man. What's going on, brother? Hey, man, it's uh, always a pleasure to uh, get up real super early and be on the show. No, but seriously, it's great to be here with Chris. Chris and I were talking about for 15 minutes or so before the show ran, and it's uh, outstanding. He's been doing a great job. And oh, AC, you know, this is also known as the AC Current Show. So. <laughs> oh, it is. So, it is. Uh, it's uh, it's always a pleasure. I know KB is uh, going to be joining us in a little while, so it'll be nice talking a little bit of football uh, with him. But why don't you go ahead and introduce our other guy here? Yeah, you know, we got we got my boy C-Dove from across the pond down there, brother. What's going on, man? How was your week? Oh, the week wasn't too bad, mate. This usual ducking and diving and trying to stay alive. Uh, but no, everything's good on this side, mate. Looking forward to the show. And uh, I'm blown away that I've actually finally got to speak to Aldo. And, that's, and that was a complete surprise. So it's a little bit like, poing! Uh, but no, everything's good, mate. And uh, let's get on with the show. Hey. Uh, yeah. Well, well, we got somebody else in the wings here. You want to bring him in? Well, is, is he in there, down there? I think he is. There he is. Hey, you ready, KB? What's going on, brother? Hey, we gotta... had, had to push the connection up. Now it works. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> so we had technical difficulties, hey, but uh, what's going you on, Chris? In, you came in just in time. What's for going an on, intro, mate? Brother. You good? Got to get my coffee popping. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, all, that's all good, man. If you want to go ahead and and uh, give a little introduction and tell us how your week was, what's going on with KB oh. today. What's going on with KB? Uh, let's see. We're in the Midwest out here. Uh, it went from 70 and uh, sunny to a blistering uh, 40. What? No, I don't, even, I don't think it's 40. 26 degrees out. Um, <laughs> wow. It snowed yesterday. Um, it's depressing. 
Hey, Kentucky. <laughs> Kentucky weather's doing the same damn thing. I was grilling out last Sunday. I talked about it on the show, and then this Sunday it's like twenty nine degrees out there or something. I'm like, what in the hell y'all doing, man? This yeah, bro. I, I legit had shorts on and a tank top the other day, living my best life outside. You know what I'm saying? Walk outside the other two days ago. I'm like, is 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 that snow in my car? What's <laughs> What's going on here? I, I don't I don't know when when did this happen. Uh messed my life up for a good two days. But uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other than that, man, I'm doing good, man. Like I said, I'm uh I'm I'm working the, the second day of my overtime. So uh yeah, last night was cool. pretty fun. Got the got to hold a guy down for 30 minutes, so I'm glad mm. I got my arm workout in for the day. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all that's why we had to make sure we drink the coffee this morning. Hell yeah, hell yeah, uh, Matt. So, first off, I want to say, uh, if if you guys are barroom uh, bar flies, you you probably already know that uh, brother Badge has stepped away from the barroom. He will truly be missed. Uh, he's kind of been a mentor to me um, because you know he was uh, he was the producer when I first came on. He was he was behind the scenes and on screen trying to do. Uh, three jobs at once and it's very difficult i'm learning now uh and uh but but we're definitely gonna miss my brother badge uh but you know i mean he had to step away for himself and i completely understand that man and like i told him man that nothing but love and there's always a chair open here if you want to come on here and vent for a little bit we know badge is a little bit of the he, he, if you need negativity, he's got you. So uh, if he wants to come on here and and, and bitch about what the, what's going on with the Bears, uh, there's always a chair open, you know. Sure, baby. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, and if I can add, um, you know, this is another reason why I hate Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. You know, they so they pissed <laughs> off bad so much that he said, I don't want to come back for another year. Not, not a rebuilding yeah. year. I love my man, Ryan Badgley. He has, uh, you know, what we did for 24 hours on our social media channel. We removed one of the R's from the word barroom on our logo and our uh, Twitter page, uh, handle page. And, and that was an honor of him because he's done so much to help the barroom network. And besides his talent uh, on camera and behind the microphone, he, uh, he also produced, as Aaron said, and uh, the other thing, you know, that was really, really the most important thing that he or anyone can do, he developed these associations with different organizations to recognize the work that people were doing, these organizations and individuals were doing to serve their community, to uh, raise money to help these organizations that help others. And uh, he worked tirelessly at, at that. And here's a guy, you know, he's got a family, he's working uh, 40, 50, 60 hours a week sometimes. Uh, and, you know, he's would always make some time to make that phone call, uh, send out that email, uh, establish relationships, and, and then uh, manage the whole thing. So he is uh, definitely going to be missed in more ways than one. But uh, at least those of us uh, who have his uh, his digits and his email and his text and stuff, we, we, we're still going to be in contact with Badge because uh, he's a great friend. And not just a, a and a barroom hall of famer. Let's put it that yeah. way. Oh, definitely, definitely. I know KB wants to say, got a couple uh, of words. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say, man, I, I had to find a, find some time to get you know what I'm saying get get my words in order for it, man. Because yeah. uh, 
know what I'm saying? He he's meant so much to the, the tailgate to the barroom to 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 me as to, you know what I'm saying as a friend. He he's always he's always been the sounding board, and whenever you needed to talk to anything form, he he's always there. Uh, I, I get I get the frustration, and you know what I'm saying I'm I'm still a, I'm still a young fan. You know what I'm saying I'm I'm, I'm in my early thirties. You know, uh, I couldn't imagine going through what Al doing what Badge has been going through. <laughs> just just the decades upon decades is is disappointment and. Yeah. It gets to a point where it, it takes a toll on you, man. You you argue when you you fight tooth and nail for something that you really love, and I, I don't I don't think fans understand that we say here all the time. Fan is short for fanatic. We're 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 fanatics about this team. We're this is something that a lot of us kind of just were born into. Uh, mm-hmm. So to feel as strongly as somebody feels, and then to to say, you know what, man, no moss. I, I gotta I gotta throw the towel in, man. I. I can't keep putting myself through this shit. It's, <laughs> it's understandable. Uh, Heat Badge knows he he's definitely gonna be missed on here because, like like you said, he was the the negative aspect at times. But he has he has his reasons, uh, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you go yeah. through years, years and years. It's like when he called me that night to tell me, um, you know, hey, I got to step away. It's just too much. He was like, you know, 2018 is an anomaly. And then before that, you didn't have anything since like the Super Bowl year, and then you didn't have nothing before that. Before you know, eighty five. So right. it's it's very difficult to to stick with a team through the highs and lows, and we got an awful lot of lows. And right. uh, you know, I, I told him, you know, I, I grew up a Bengals fan, and he's like, you know, it's it's kind of the same thing. They have a singular owner who everyone says they don't care about winning. And uh, they just, as long as they got butts in the seats, that's what matters. And uh, he was like, yeah, but they've been to the Super Bowl more than we have. We've been around since 1920. You know, you know, so, mm-hmm. like, that's unacceptable, really. And uh, so, so yeah. that was, that was, I can understand why he had to step away. Uh, and we'll, we'll do our best to uh, pull the rope uh, uh, over here and, and keep things in the up and up and, uh, I was trying. gonna say what, what Bash don't know is he he gonna end up pulling that Tom Brady. He just don't know it yet. We, we <laughs> yeah. <have> <laughs> yeah. I, I got a question for Chris uh, because you know as as uh, KB was just saying, you know we get so wrapped up with the Chicago Bears. I think you uh-huh. know everyone that's in the chat room, everyone that works at the bar room and work uh, is working on Bears stuff. We all feel that where when, when there's a loss. It's like we're grumpy. And so I wanted to know from Chris, is that, is that the same way over there too? Oh, man, every, nearly after every loss, I just want to kick some and hit some And uh, it sort of stays me for about three or four days. Like, you know, you know, if it's like a Sunday night game, or the last game on the Sunday night, and it's obviously I won't get to bed until about five o'clock in the morning. And then I get up to go to work, and it's like the hardest thing to do is to get up, go to work after watching a loss. So it stays with me for a long time. But I like to say a quick thing about Badge is that um, I just want to thank Badge for giving me the opportunity to actually come on the show in the first place. I'd watched the show for years, and obviously I've been a part of the chat room. And so, you know, for some reason, Badge let me have a go. And I'll be eternally grateful for him for doing that. And I've, I've been in contact with him, you know, by Twitter, and um, he's just a living legend. He's such a nice guy, and we communicate on Twitter. And um, 
I'm going to come over to New York and see him. We're going to get to a Bears game when they they play one of the New York teams this year. So uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be surely missed, but I, I know we're all going to do him proud, and we'll uh, we'll make we'll do a good job for him. There you go. Excellent. All right, AC, where, where are we going now? Are, are you going Man. to uh, talk about some stuff? I, I want to go backstage a little while. I, you know, people see enough of my face. Uh, but when well, you, you, guys, get a, you get a four-hour show every week with Dan, so. That's right. Oh, my God, yes. But, uh, once you start talking about the mock draft, I'd like to uh, pop in, run some of the highlights. I've got highlights of one of KB's guys, one of AC's guys, and I know Chris is going to present some players, too. I'll, I'll do some quick research and see what can – find some video and then I, i'd like to present my mock draft so when we get to that um uh, you know i'll be here backstage okay all right kill so i'm gonna go on a little monologue here because what i'm seeing online i'm seeing on twitter facebook instagram what however bears fans can talk they're voicing their frustrations and i get it they're they're wondering why didn't we go get teron armstead he was only 15 million why didn't we try and trade for Tyreek Hill. Why didn't we do this? Why didn't we do that? I'm going to take a little quote from our man, our nemesis up north. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. That's right. Chill out. If y'all look at our roster from last year, we had the oldest roster in the entire league, average age of our players. So if you didn't think that a new GM coming in was going to try and get younger, you're wrong. I I don't know how else to say it. He's tearing it down, and he's going to build it up in his image. Now, if that comes with guys like my man Trevathan being gone, I'm a Kentucky fan. We don't have very many – well, we didn't have very many NFL guys. Now Mark Stoops is putting them in pretty consistently, but Trevathan's gone. Goldman's gone. Mac trade. I mean, as soon as the Mac trade happened, I was like, well, might be a, might be a long year, might be a rebuild. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, but but he's he's trying to get younger. I mean, it's that's that's what it all comes down to. If you look at the people that he's brought in, they're all one to two year deals. Nobody over the age of 28. Uh, he's not throwing crazy money like the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's 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 rebuilding this team and he's looking, I think, to rebuild through the draft more than anything, which to me is smart. Now, last year during the Super Bowl, you saw two teams do it two completely different ways. You saw the yep. Rams trade everything they had to get and win now. And then you saw the Bengals on the other side build through the draft. They drafted Burrow. They drafted Chase. They drafted Jonah Williams, their left tackle. Uh, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. All these dudes were draft guys. You know, people that they brought in that they've built up through the years and they've worked into their system. Yeah, they had a couple of free agents. Uh, Trey Hendricks on the defensive end. Um, <laughs> for some reason, they like Eli Apple. They brought him back again. I don't that's, <laughs> We'll have to maybe touch on that later. I don't. I don't know what's going on there. He's, but, he's uh, scrappy. That's why they brought him back. Bro. Yeah, he he's scrapping something. But uh, <laughs> but but my point is, my point is in the overall, you need to relax and just just be patient with polls because it it might suck this year. 
but he's building for sustained success, not just let's go nine and eight this year, sneak into the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like we did. That's what they all always. That's why they kept Nagy. He got to the playoffs twice. Well, 2018 was great. We won the division, but the other playoff win we backed in and we had an aging roster. We knew it. The offense wasn't working. And, like I said, the defense was just old. I mean, those those guys are up there. So you got to get younger and faster and build for sustained success rather than win now. We are not a win-now team by no means. So even if we had a chance at Teron Armstead, he had a shot between South Beach where he doesn't have to pay taxes or Chicago. I mean, it's I think that had something to do with Tyreek Hill as well. <laughs> you know, he, he said they, they said, How hard was it for you to pick between the Jets and the and the Dolphins? He said, The Jets. I don't know if y'all saw that. Yeah, I saw it. My man <laughs> said it, it wasn't never it wasn't even on the damn play for him, was it? <laughs> but, I can't say I blame him. You play in South Beach or you playing in New York. I mean, right. <laughs> but see, and you know, I kind of I kind of want to piggyback off of that too, because you know, I I missed out last week. Uh Baby girl gave me the fits, man. It, it just it just wasn't going, man. I, I was I was wore out. Uh, I want to I want to re- reference something I seen from a uh, from a follow I have on Twitter. One of one of my good follows, uh, Ill Will. The Bears have actually signed a bunch of people. Uh, I don't know if fans realize this shit or if they even care because, like he said, it's nobody that anybody wanted. So you get the big names that are going left and right. Popping off like popcorn. Boom, boom, boom. Somebody going here, somebody going there. Trays here, trays there. Poles came out and said this from jump. And this this is where the, the, the fanatic and people pop out because you want to sign all these guys. I got I got a homeboy on Facebook who's a Giants fan. Every time somebody went loose, oh, we got to sign this dude. We got to get this dude. We got to get this dude. I was just like, bro, y'all signing everybody, ain't you? He said, shit, you got to. Uh, He, he had... Poles has to tear this down to the studs. Mm-hmm. It has to be tear, tore down to the studs. This team wasn't going. We 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 weren't going to compete this year. Uh, um, I don't know no. if fans didn't didn't know that or realize it or not. We were not built for success for this coming year and, and going forward. We were built for a, a, a GM who thought we were a quarterback away or a receiver away or we were a kicker away. away remember, we were a kicker away. <laughs> After after the 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 damn what's his name again, bro? I, I don't even want to remember his name. That's how bad he was. Cody, Cody, Cody Parkey. Uh, we were we were so we were so close, but then the next year brought us back down to reality. It's about coaching. That's number one. You see what what happened with with the the Saints the year that Sean Payton couldn't coach. They were middle of the pack team. Coaching matters. I don't, I don't know if people don't realize that or not. It really matters. When you don't have a coach who doesn't have a plan, and then you have a GM who does not have a plan and they're not in lockstep with each other, you're going to have mediocrity to horrible play. That's why you have the New York Jets. That's why you have the Jacksonville Jaguars who had a boatload of money and overpaid to get everybody, yeah. which threw free agency into a frenzy in the first place. Poles yeah, is the reason why Tyreek left. I mean, uh, I mean, other than the Christian Kirk contract, he literally yeah. said, "I saw the Devontae Adams contract, and, and I was like, be paid. I want that." 
And if y'all ain't gonna get it to me, then put me somewhere where they can give it to me. Exactly. And the Chiefs, the Chiefs were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll ship you out. <laughs> yeah. We, we get is, five draft picks for you. <laughs> right. And this that and like that's where that's where this all comes to a head at. Poles has signed a lot, a lot of people. Yeah. I don't think, like I said, people have not realized we've signed two receivers. We're probably going to end up with uh, Bates, which is to me is, is actually a pretty good upgrade, uh, especially in the attitude department. Uh, he signed defensive players left and right. Yeah, it sucks. We haven't got a, a corner yet. I, I would love to see us bring corner in, but the thing is, free agency isn't over with. We're still mm-hmm. sitting around 18 million in cap space. They can bring in whoever the hell they want to bring in at mm-hmm. safety and corner. Uh, but he wants to build this thing through the draft. It's like my boy Aaron just said, man. We got y'all got to relax, man. We gotta you gotta let the man do his job before you can judge. So that's that's my big my big thing because I didn't get on here last the last week to talk about it, man. And with all the signings that are going on, I think one of the biggest ones, man. We got a fullback, bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and he's uh, a player as well. Exactly. Yeah. He's he's a hell of a fucking fullback. He's a man, beast. So. Yeah, man. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I agree with I agree with both of you on on this subject. I think people, especially in this day and age, want things to happen instantly. And they can't see they don't like to see um, a, you know, like a two year plan. They want everything instant. And I think that 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 that's what they're doing out the Bears is exactly what I'd do. It's exactly is, is rip it all down, get rid of the old players, try and get rid of the old you know the big the big contracts. And then start building like this from both lines outwards, and um, mm-hmm. and, and have and have a, and actually have a vision for what they want to do instead of with Pierce and Nagy, especially the last sort of season, they were just basically, you know, treading water and try like surviving their roles rather than mm-hmm. looking at, at the Bears as you know what what would what do we want the Bears to like in the next two to three years. Um, so I think that's what the difference is with the guys we've got in now. But it's like KB said, we signed loads of players, and I'm sat here with a list in front of me, and we signed about easily over 10 players in, in free agency. And yes, as you sir. say, free agency hasn't even finished yet, and we've still mm-hmm. got the draft. So I think people just need to sort of chill out, look at the bigger picture. You know, not everything mm-hmm. is going to happen overnight. And also as well, what KBC said about coaching, I completely agree with. These guys that will come out of college aren't the finished article. You know, they, they still need to learn new things, especially when they go up a level up to the NFL. So, mm-hmm. you know, I used to coach, I used to coach about 10 years ago. And coaching is it's such a big thing about getting players to do the right technique and learning players. And even no matter what sort of level you're playing at, it's all relevant. So um, yeah, I'm completely on board what you two guys are saying. Yeah, and, and and the same people who are complaining that we didn't sign Teron Armstead would be the same ones that if we had signed him and he got hurt mid-year, they would tear poles apart. Oh, yeah. If he ended up on IR week eight, they'd say, you signed this guy on left tackle, now he's hurt, and we're stuck in the same position we were in, and we got $15 million sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. Like. Those will be the same exact people. I want to say happy birthday to Matthew Frochesi. I saw that yeah, on there. Happy Fro-Cheesy. birthday, Frochesi. Yeah, uh, happy birthday, Matt. Actually, we're having my son's birthday party today after I get off the show, 1 o'clock. Hey, turn up. Hey. Turn yeah, up. Turn a, up. Happy birthday, little man. He's an April yeah. Fool's baby. He turns 11 on the 1st. And uh, so 
I, I got that going on today after the show. Yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> but uh, I want to talk about – we'll move on here. Um, I don't know if Aldo <laughs> wants to play it or if I want to play it. One of my favorite guys, obviously I'm biased. I listen to Draft on Tap every week, and I've been <laughs> waiting for these guys. Been waiting. Keep waiting for them to talk about some Kentucky guys. They did talk about Josh Paschal. Neil wasn't a big fan. He lost a lot of weight, but I actually, let me touch on that real quick because what, what they talked about, they don't know. And me as a Kentucky fan, I feel like I know these players a little more than someone who's just watching the tape. <laughs> Talk, so, Talk, Talk about it. Talk about it, AC. Talk about it, AC. So Josh Pascal was brought in to be an edge rusher, and we went to a – he was a 4-3 defensive end, but he was a little small. So they – changed the defense almost completely went to a three, four because they brought in a guy named Marquand McCall to play the nose tackle. Who's coming out in the draft this year. Uh, so they tried to move him to outside linebacker. So he, so he fit a little better with when he was losing weight, then he got cancer in his foot. He had to have oh, surgery wow. to have the cancer removed in his foot. So he's, he built back from that last year playing on our defensive end and he makes plays. He's he's always getting, you know, like the Khalil Mack thing, double, triple team, held every play. That was Josh Pascal last year. If you will go back and watch, uh, if they, I don't know if I'm sure draft on tap won't go back to it, but the Florida game, he actually had a blocked field goal that kind of won the game for us. So he does a little bit of everything. I'm not, I don't know if he fits specifically with the Bears, but I think he'll be a better pro than what it seemed like Neil thought. I think Danny liked him quite a bit, uh, yeah. but Neil, Neil wasn't a big fan of his because of the weight loss. And I feel like his cancer had a little bit to do with that, you know, trying to build oh, back from that. Uh, it's very difficult as a, as a player, but the guy I want to talk about is oh, uh, before, before we hit that real quick, let me, let me ask this. Cause I've seen on uh, Twitter, somebody actually thought that Pascal can be a very good three tech, man. How, how you feel about that? If he put on some weight, I could see him at three tech. I think that was something that um, either Danny or Neil had said was moving him into a three technique because he's got all the pass rush skills that you want to see. Uh, he's got, you know, good punch. He's got good arm length. I was watching the combine this year and they had the, I don't remember what they called it, the loop drill or something where mm -hmm. it kind of shows the defensive end and how they turn the corner, how they make the edge. And he did pretty well with that, but, I mean, a three technique, yeah, that could be a good spot for him. He's going to get pressure in the quarterback's face, and, I mean, that's what you want, really. It's, Aldo's yeah. been saying it for years about having a, a good guard because that's where they want the pass rush. You can throw fast and beat a defensive end, but if you've got a defensive tackle in your face, you can't. Okay. It's very you difficult to, to throw out of that. <laughs> right, sure. right. Uh, but, yeah, I could see him being three tech. Um, okay, but I, say, I, I just had to ask, man, because I've seen a couple people talking him up, talking about, hey, man, if, if they he kicked inside, this this dude would be a phenomenal fucking three tech. He yeah. can get the pass rush to the quarterback. I was, hey, no, I gotta ask my boy AC about this. He he Kentucky guy. He he the, he the resident expert. I mean, I mean, CIA like I said, like I said, you know, they moved him all around that defense, just the way they changed their schemes and stuff. So he knows. Several, he's got versatility on the defensive line, I think. Okay, okay. Uh, but we should, um, get to your dude, man. Get to your dude. Right. So, mm. so 
Aldo, do you want to run this clip or how do you want me to introduce it or how I don't, I'm not sure how to uh, go about it. <laughs> so this is Wandale Robinson, wide receiver from Kentucky, uh, wearing number one. I love these uniforms, first of all, but uh, you see his his ability to uh, to make changes in his route to to make the catch. He, he lays out. He does everything. Um, you see him here on a screen. He took that one to the house against Florida, who's DBU, as they say. But uh, he was able to take it all the way to the house. I think that was like a 70-yard touchdown or something like that. But um, this guy, he was a Kentucky guy, and he came on a recruiting visit at Kentucky when we were playing Vanderbilt. And we put up – that was when Lynn Bowden had to be forced at quarterback. So we was running like a running style, almost like an option style offense. And he was like, yeah, I can't come here because it was like 20 passing yards in the whole game. Uh, so he went to Nebraska um, for a year or two, and they actually had him playing running back. You see here the edge of the, the, the end around. He has that ability to run the ball, catch the ball, do all the he, – he did kick return, punt return for us. This dude, you talk about a guy who does everything. That's Wandale Robinson. He can do it all. He's – his, his route running is very good, I think. He's got a toe tap here. Um, but, but my point was uh, he went to Nebraska, played running back, and then decided to come back to Kentucky for one more year. Liam Cohen, who is now the Rams offensive coordinator, they called him back up to the big leagues. We lost him, unfortunately, but we went and got a San Francisco 49ers quarterback coach to be our OC now. But uh, Liam Cohen called him. He said, look, you would be my Cooper Cup in this offense. We will, you will get production in this offense. We will force the ball to you. And so that's what they did. And he came out here, he balled out. I think he had a thousand or twelve hundred yards. Uh, like I said, he, he returns punts, returns kicks. You can put him on the end around. You can do he's a little chess piece, man. You can move him around, do whatever you want with him. The only downfall that I saw. I thought he was about 5'10", but when he went to the combine, he measured in at 5'8". So he's a little bit shorter, but, I mean, look what we did with Jakeem Grant last year, if you want a player like mm -hmm. that, or Tariq Cohen in his heyday before he tore his ACL. You could do those kinds of things with Wandale Robinson, so that this could be a player that, uh, that I would love to see with the Chicago Bears, obviously. But uh, I'm biased. What do you guys think about my guy Wandale? What, what – uh... Is it what sort of round is he being projected to go in the AC? Well, he was projected, I think, in the second or third round, and then I think his size really, may have dropped right. him a little bit. But this is also um, with the Tyreek trade and the in the Adams trade that just put two wide receiver needy teams back in front of us with two draft picks in the first round. So those yeah, guys that yeah. are projected to later rounds might not be there because of how mm. the board's going to fall. You know, if people want – if you get a run on wide receiver, it was just like last year when we had a – or yeah, was it last year we drafted Tevin? When you start getting mm. a run on uh, on offensive tackle, you you want your guy. You got to go get your guy. So, sure. I don't know how it's going to play out, but uh, I would love to have Wandale, honestly. What, what I was going to say, man, uh, I, I know you, you mentioned the King Grants and Tariq Hills. I said Tariq. Uh, I mean Tariq Collins. What what I do see is is honestly a, a you know what I'm saying a, a Tariq Hill. You see the start and the stop. Mm -hmm. You see the end arounds. 
this dude's a weapon. He can be used in any position on the field on offense, man. You, you, can, you can throw him at running back, have him do the Debo Samuel thing. Uh, yeah, I was I was a little taken aback by the size because I did think he was about five ten, uh, but still at five eight, you deploy this dude everywhere you want to. You want to put him in the slot and have him do an end around. You know, you 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 running a a hurry up offense. You throw him in the backfield and let him do a little bit of running back. You let him you let him you get the ball in his hand because he's a playmaker and he's a home run hitter. He yeah. he can get the ball at any point on the field and take it to the house. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say I know I know he runs a, a really low four four maybe high end four three guy. He ran a four 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 at the combine. He'll have his pro day on the first, so we'll see if that improves you know, any. I, I guarantee um, you, he runs in the high four threes. I yeah. guarantee you. He, he plays fast. It's not his four four is not his playing speed. It's way higher than that. Yeah. Uh, this the 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 kid can play anywhere. Like I said, I I, I love him. I I watched some of his tape. The the start and stop is one of my big things. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you get him with a with a good coach, a good wide receiver coach, uh, like somebody like Tyke. You you get him to get these routes down. If he if he becomes anything of a route runner, you know what I'm saying, and, and makes it polished, you know what I'm saying, get a, like on a Darnell Mooney level, he's gonna be special. He will be special because you're you're not gonna keep up with him. Yeah, he gets to the top of a route and he stems it, he breaks whatever way he wants to break it. <laughs> you're gonna have about five or six yards of separation in between you, and if he can he can get upfield, he's gonna make you miss. He, he's that yeah. good of a prospect. So I, I really like him. You mentioned Mel yeah, Kuy- or you mentioned Debo Samuel. Mel Kuyper Jr. said that that's what he reminds him of as a kind of a, a smaller, obviously Debo's huge, but a smaller Debo yeah. Samuel yeah. That, that you can use on end arounds, move them throughout your formation. Like I said, he returns punts and stuff. He does what you know, whatever he's got to do for the team. And yeah, uh, he played I mean, running back, man. He he's used to contact. Yeah, and it wasn't in that <laughs> clip there, but there was a catch against Iowa in the uh citrus bowl where he makes a catch for a first down and the safety just drills him. And I thought he was hurt, honestly. I thought he had a concussion or something. Held on to the ball, got back up, went back to the huddle. Got him a first down. So even though he's small, he has the ability to take hits. I did see that comment about uh, them wanting taller, uh, bigger, faster receivers. I feel like that's true if you look at what the Packers had. Uh, so that may not. So he may not be a fit for what these guys want to run. But I wanted to talk about my guy because I because I love oh, Wardell right. and I love the way yeah. he plays and he's a bulldog man. He don't he don't care. He's he's. I don't know if it was in that clip or not. There's one play. I'm sorry to, to continue to go back to this. Oh, yeah, bro. There's no, one no, play ahead, where uh, I think we were playing Chattanooga or something, UT chat. So he makes a catch, and there's like three or four guys that are trying to tackle him, and he's just fighting and fighting and fighting. He did eventually get tackled, but he broke like three tackles standing in the, standing in the field while he had the ball, and he didn't lose the ball, didn't fumble, which is – oh, I love Wandell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all I can say is, as being a fellow five foot eight guy who played, it doesn't really <laughs> make much difference, mate. When you play, when you play running back and slot receiver, because basically yeah. you can just hide behind your lineman and behind your mm-hmm. blockers. You see, but yeah, he absolutely looks like a right talent. See, I mean, I'd love to mm-hmm. have him on the Bears. I really would. Yeah, 
Yeah, a lot of guys are talking about bringing, trying to bring Beasley in to be our slot receiver. Wandell could fit that role old. and be a ton of che- ton a lot cheaper, you know. And oh yeah, Beasley's yeah. not a huge guy either. And Edelman, oh, Beasley is literally right like five eight, bro. It's, right. <laughs> I didn't realize he was that small. The castle. Hey, I'm just like, he was a little bigger than he was. That's all. I was just like, man, my, I know he ain't six foot. But I was like, my man got to be like five ten. I, mean, I didn't realize he was five eight. I was like, God damn, are you 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 a small dude? Yeah, but, I'm five eight too, so I can't talk much. But uh, oh, nice to care be. Nice to see. So. uh so that that was my dude Wandell. You guys want to get into these? You know, we, we the the NFL draft is a month away, so Aldo wow. put us to the test. He said, "Run some mock drafts for me. See what you come up with, and uh, we'll try to put something together." Um, Aldo, if you want to come back in, or you want me to bring you back in, so you, I am here, brother. <laughs> Good uh, to the show, wanna... guys. Great opinions, and I um, I just want to say that before we get into the specifics of your mocks, I want to know if, why didn't you take Wandell in your mock? I I mean, if you want to start with my mock, I can, I can show you why. Absolutely. Let's put it it up there on the screen there. Put it up on the screen right now. (laughs) So you can see where I grabbed at 39, a guy Mm -hmm. that I truly love. I mean, he's, probably one of my favorite prospects in this draft christian watson a 6-4 wide receiver fits the mold if he falls to us at 39 i would be absolutely in love with having him on there so the fact that i grabbed christian watson is why that pushed wandell down my down the need list for me mm-hmm. and uh he did play at um north the, Dakota State. Uh, the alabama of fcs football down there or, or <laughs> up there i should say uh so he's played in the cold. Uh, he's huge. Yeah. He's, you see him here on a deep ball, man, and he just runs past everybody. Dudes that big should not move that fast. Mm-hmm. He no. just does it, man. I mean, he his his testing was off the charts, which is why I said if he's there at thirty nine, we got to run up and grab him because I don't know if this dude's gonna last out of the first round, uh, to be completely honest. And. Uh, Man. Yeah, he's been moving up a lot of draft boards, and so some people have what? been seeing uh, late first round because he he's one of those guys with a real high ceiling, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and uh, yeah, so he's a special guy. I know some people are saying, "Yeah, my Packers already have an eye on him," uh, <laughs> just because he's wearing green and gold. Like uh, I think it was Danny said that this past week. Uh, doesn't yeah. make fun to the Packers. <laughs> look at him oh, out of the backfield. On the end around. Oh shit! I didn't even know he did. Look at that! I'm learning I'm things right now. Job, yeah, he was lined up in the backfield on this play, and, and uh, look at how he puts the ball in his left hand away from uh-huh. the defender. Yeah. He could tuck it up a little higher. That would have been nicer. Yeah. But man, uh, that seems to be a lost art in the NFL. I see so many guys. That was Pee Wee football. I was taught if you're running the ball, that ball goes toward the sideline. And I see so many guys yeah. in the NFL that just. Hold it, however, they get by with their athleticism up to that point. I'm assuming, and they just they're usually past everybody, so they just don't have the muscle memory. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, like- I mean, I used to, sorry, sorry, AC, sorry, but uh, yeah, I mean, I used to coach running backs, and, and one of the sort of main things I used to stress was ball security, the three point mm-hmm. pressure, 
you know, keep it up nice and high into your shoulder pad. And all, you know what I mean? And, and the NFL, some of the NFL players, it's sort of you know, quite embarrassing about how they hold the ball and you know the lack the lack of security they're giving to the rock because you know, especially as a running back and receiver, that's that's the most important thing is don't fumble the ball. Don't give the right. ball to the opposition. So um, I think it's been a bit of a dying art over the last sort of couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And another another thing we were seeing there in those clips was the deep ball. If you look at Justin yeah. Fields in college, the deep ball was his thing, man. In Ohio State, his accuracy deep is what pushed him up draft boards because a lot of guys can't do it. We saw Mitch do couldn't do it. He overthrow or he underthrow. I know it's mm-hmm. Mike North's guy. You could talk to him about that, Aldo. But <laughs> Mitch. Justin Fields is leaps and bounds better than Mitch. I don't care what nobody says. I don't care what the win-loss record is. I don't <laughs> care. Justin Fields, give me him every day, all day over Mitch Trubisky. But the, the way he was able to throw the deep ball, and if Getsy wants to spread that out, Christian Watson, I feel like you could plug him in day one. And, I mean, you can let uh, And I know. remember when uh, – I, I forgot whether it was Poos or Eberflus asked to uh, describe what the perfect – wide receiver is i'm pretty sure it was polls um he said playmakers that was the mm-hmm. first thing he said mm-hmm. now we also know from luke getsy's background is that they love the, the packers love those big wide receivers i mean yeah, they yeah. had uh at camp last year uh, last season they had i think 10 wide receivers in camp only one of them was under six two and 205 you know so they wow. love those big wide receivers how, so we'll how see big is um there. How big is Amari Rogers up there? I know they drafted him. Oh, Amari Rogers is like and, five nine. He's okay. he's he's a small dude. I felt mm-hmm. like he was smaller, but so uh, he, he, he may, might be. He might it might have that number might be incorrect in terms of guys under, but it was a it was a large number of their receivers are right. guys. I mean, look at Alan Lazard. Devontae Adams has size. You look at uh, even Randall. That's a yeah, a Scantling, uh, uh, MVS, six foot four. Mm-hmm. Boy, his agent really came out looking good, right? I, I yeah. thought they were going to sign MVS some team for five or six million. He he might be able to triple that with his incentives mm-hmm. that he got his contract. So uh, I think I had said that on here. I thought he was going to get around nine, ten million. But yeah, you did. She was crazy. Mm-hmm. You were right. I thought as the market went on, he would become he, he it would become a cheaper and cheaper price for him. That's no, usually that, how it goes, but not this year, man. I don't yeah. know what I don't know what free agent frenzy, man. I don't know. Yeah. Adeptus said that earlier in the chat that uh, they're overpaying for a lot of these free agents, and I think wide receiver is one, one of the possible position, especially with it being so deep in the draft. Mm-hmm. But yeah. let's get back to your mock uh, there, AC. Okay, so round two here. Uh, DeMarvin Leal out of Texas A&M. Um, I had – I listened to Draft on Tap last week, and um, the guest that we had on, Damien something, he had us grabbing Tariq Woolen, and he was there for me. Mm-hmm. But this guy, I looked at his profile on the draftnetwork.com. This is where we're getting our drafts from, in case anybody didn't know. And they talked about him playing that three technique, and we already tried to pay – a three technique, 13 million. So I feel like this is a very important position for Eberflus mm-hmm. and uh, played in SEC, big time college. You see him breaking through the line in Tennessee for all their faults. They've always got good offensive linemen. That's one thing Tennessee will have is an O line. So you see him able to break through and he played in the SEC West even. So he's playing against your Alabamas, your Arkansas, your Auburn's. 
great teams in the SEC West, and he's able to, to break through the line. You see his arm size, 33 and a quarter. So if you got a tackle for a tackle, you want a guy with 33-inch arms. So for a guy to go against that tackle, I feel like it should be a thing you're looking at to have, you know, 33 at least inch arms because yeah. – you, you want the you don't want to get beat because your arms are too short. You know what I'm saying, right? And uh, this replay here it shows his athleticism. He's he's uh, the pass is going to be blocked. He runs mm -hmm. out of that three tech and picks up the ball on an interception and runs. Look, he looks like my man miss. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a defensive lineman. It's all the way he's running with the ball. Pretty impressive. Yeah, I like yeah. this pick. Uh, you know, because I agree with you. They now this guy he played every position on the defensive line. So he's played. He played defensive end. He played the three tech on both sides of the ball. So he, he could develop into a real high quality three tech. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got that athleticism. He's got that versatility. He's an interesting pick. As I was researching him after I saw your mock, I said, "Man, this guy's good." Yeah, yeah, I, I hadn't – usually I don't see him down at that level when mm -hmm. I'm doing my mock drafts. I've done – I might barely least some. I've probably done 100 mock drafts already. But uh, – <laughs> and, and I hardly Boy, ever see the guy that. there, honestly. <laughs> I hardly ever see him there. So when I saw him there that time, I was like, well, shit, let's, let's grab him and plug him into that three technique. Like I said, it was a tough decision between him and Woolen because I like Woolen a lot. Big guy, athletic, 6'4" used to play wide receiver, got converted to corner. So if I were with either of those guys, I'd be happy. But I really like the way this guy is. And like I said, I think that this position is very important to Eberflus. And they talked about having eight guys in rotation on that defensive line. So, I mean, you got to have the position. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and I feel like it's going to be a big, a big position for them. So that's why I grabbed him. And then – uh, in the third round, I grabbed a Kentucky guy. How about that? Hey. My boy, uh, Darian. Yeah, my boy, Darian Kennard down there. He played right tackle at Kentucky for three years. He had some spot starts at left tackle in his freshman year, but uh, he is projected as a, as a guard or an interior offensive lineman at the next level, uh, and I'm not sure – Exactly why I know he's sometimes he struggles with speed rushers, and that might be why they think he's better to be slotted on the inside. But, um, I love the guy, he's a great person. I've heard him on uh, I listen to KSR almost every day, and he had an interview on there before where he talked about Aldo. You know, I talked about John Schlarman on here before, uh, he was our former offensive line coach at Kentucky, and he passed away from cancer. Actually, him and Josh Pascal got. Uh, got diagnosed with cancer the same year. So they were both going through it together. And uh, Josh Slarman was a hell of a man. And uh, you know I want to draft Kentucky guys, Don. Come on now. But, uh, but Josh Slarman lost it. Yeah, yeah. I thought that should be Don Troll down there. I, mean, that's all he does. I don't even know if that guy goes into Detroit shows because I only see him embarrassed by cats. I like, know. Yeah, I in, yeah, press conferences, all that shit. He's always in there. Right? Yeah, I think you I thought know? about I think I thought about about four different bears a podcast over this week. It was amazing. Yeah. I would expect it to pop up every time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, worry, I, worry about yourself is what we should say. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> Look after your own shit. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, guys he... want to move on to uh, KB's, Mark? Yeah, let's see what KB got over here. This is a surprise oh. to me. I haven't even looked at it yet. Man, oh. look at these three guys. Oh, okay. oh. we came to mind. Oh, <laughs> oh. Anyway, man, yeah. Let me let me get into it, man. At the 39th pick, because you know what I'm saying, we're we're broke around here. We don't we don't we don't pay for uh the tradebacks. Uh I got Tyler Smith, man. Kid play left tackle for Tulsa, man. Decent size. Uh-oh. Am I am I froze? What no, happened? Good. Oh, okay, we're good. We're good. Okay. I was gonna no, say oh, 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 we've been doing so good. All right, yeah, but say big kid, man. Stands uh-huh. at about six four, uh maybe six, six five. Yeah, six five on the on on the on the on the page here. Play for Tulsa, man. He has power. He and he's really good on his feet. Really good with the punch, man. He's he walls people off. Uh, this this is my pick for if you you're not sure about what you're gonna do with Tevin Jenkins. If you need another big guy with an attitude out there, you put this kid in that left tackle and you put Tevin Jenkins on the right side. You got you got your tackles for the next ten years. He he's he, like I said, he's big. He's mean. He he's really good on his feet. Uh, I, I do know he gets a little Look over. That. He's a little rambunctious sometimes with his hands to get to get him in trouble a little bit. But the kid played a, a phenomenal game against Cincinnati. Yeah. He played. Well, he just did a defensive end there. I put up the, the yeah. <laughs> he, he moved him out of the picture. Take it out of here. We don't want you there. And that, and if you're you're looking for the attitude adjustment this year on the O line, which is what we're we're starting to see. Uh, like I said, we're gonna more than likely end up with Bakes. You're you're looking for dudes who are mean inside. You're looking for dudes who are mean all over the place. This this kid is he he is looking for contact. He wants to sit you down. He wants to move you. Uh, and I saw him there. I saw him there at 39. Man, I, to me, it's just that's a hell of a pick. Yeah. Uh, that that that's an anchor. That's somebody you can you can get behind and say, okay, this is my starting left tackle for the next 10 years. Oh, look at him pulling too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Isn't that awesome? Look at him go. <laughs> say he 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 can move, man. Like I say, he's a, he's a big angry kid. I I love it. I seen it. I seen that tape. I couldn't couldn't help but but be excited about this. Uh, that that that's that was my first guy, man. That, like I said, I'm I'm real. I like this kid. Uh, at first, I didn't see much of him. Uh, I had been looking up some of the tackles in the draft just to see mm-hmm. who's actually projected to be a tackle. And just look at his size. Yeah. He's it's not like he's. He's not the Evan Neal's of the world, you know. Evan Neal, when he weighed in at the at the combine, the kid looked like an Adonis. He, he's three hundred plus pounds, and it's like, bro, where's the fat? Right. This is a thick dude. This is a thick dude. You, he he been eating some cornbread. You feel me? My man, he's big and powerful, dog. So I, I fell in love with this kid once I started seeing some of his tape and seeing some of the things he could do. He got thirty four inch arms too. So yeah, definitely look he, at that. The one he's, he's huge, bro. The one knock uh, that uh, might take him a, a little while to correct is his hand usage. Yeah, and I actually got that report from this video. The guy, I, I, I apologize, I don't, I don't have his name written down, but he was saying that this uh, his hands tend to get outside, and even on this block, which is you see the great athleticism on his part to get out to the second level mm-hmm. and block off the DB. But nonetheless, his hand placement, see right there, mm-hmm. it's outside. And you want those hands inside, even though that, and, and there's a couple of other clips in that, in his long video, it's about 30 minutes long, where 
uh, uh, Tyler's hands would get inside uh, too far outside as opposed to being inside. Something that's yeah. easily correctable, but you know, it, it takes a lot of muscle memory to correct those kind of bad habits. But you're absolutely yeah. right. B both of you guys, uh, AC and Ryan, the the guys that you picked, uh, like if I could get the offensive lineman that KB picked and the defensive lineman that a AC picked in the second round. We're cooking, baby. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Just solidify the, the line of scrimmage with two excellent picks. Those are, are great picks, guys. Yeah. All right, let's get back to your uh, graphic here. Let's see. There it is. George. Uh, of course, of course. Uh, yeah. This is my this is my draft day crush right now. George Pickens. What, what can you say about the kid? It was hurt last year, so we didn't get to see all the greatness. But 6'3". Kid's a mm -hmm. freaking track star. Runs a low 4-4. Uh, you want to talk about somebody blocking? Mm -hmm. If you get this kid and Mooney on the outside, look, look, look at this, the, the high point. Yeah, and adjust. The, the ability to go up and get the ball, it's mine. The 50-50 balls are mine. This kid has an attitude about him that you, I, you can't coach. There's no coaching this. Yeah. To see what he does to defenders when he comes off the line, he he has the moves. He he can run the routes. He's more than just a deep threat. And mm -hmm. then he he's nimble enough to make these cuts, make these breaks. I, man, to see him and Mooney lining up on the outside, the ah, stars. You feel me? Mm -hmm. um, he's fast enough. He's big enough. I see all these people saying we should trade all our picks for DK. You can go get a George Pickens, and you mm -hmm. you teach this kid up. He can be just as good as a DK Metcalf. Miss him he's, in the championship. This is a, this is the play I was talking about. Man, I love that. He play. lays out for it. This yeah. he wants the ball. This kid wants to be a star. You know what I'm saying? I know you could say that about anybody in the league who wants to play football. Somebody mm -hmm. wants to be a star. This kid wants to be a star. Mm -hmm. Uh, like I said, and uh, the blocking, he is a hell of a blocker, and he's going to let you know that you've been blocked. You know what I'm saying? To see what he did to my boy from Michigan. This was that one play. I, I actually cut this for uh, Danny. Mm -hmm. This is the one play where he said, I want him to be a little bit more aggressive. When the ball is, poor, uh, the ball is poorly thrown, like the mm -hmm. quarterback there, I want him to play DB. And so he, he had that clip in there for that. But the rest of the stuff is very impressive. Yeah, he was able to knock that ball out, though. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. yeah, he the came into Georgia making plays. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say he played as a true freshman. Mm -hmm. He uh, is he in the same recruiting class as Justin Fields? I think so because I know I know Justin, he was there when Justin Fields. Was Justin there. went to Georgia for a year That's before right. he went to Ohio State. That's right. Yeah, I was gonna say he was definitely there when Justin was there. Check so you know, those those recruiting classes when they go on those visits together, they build a little bit of a rapport with each other. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe Justin's got knows a little bit about Pickens. Hey man, he I was gonna say if, if you come into your quarterback for an endorsement for somebody, but <laughs> might be the guy. You might not be able to get an Olave, or you know, damn sure you're not getting a Garrett Wilson. But yeah, I think Olave might not even make it to the 20th. I don't think he makes it out the first man. I'm just gonna be honest. I hate when people ask him that question. What's the or are you super excited that you be playing with Fields? I, dog, I don't see it. I just don't right. see it. No, I don't. But Pickens yeah. to me is is a home run pick, uh, especially that far down in the draft. If people are sleeping on Pickens that much, then you don't know football. Uh, yeah, that, that kid is going to make plays. Yeah, he has injury concerns, which might be mm -hmm. why he might be down that low. But if you can get past injury concerns, man, he's going to that. That's the number one receiver. 
Uh, Kobe Bryant. You know, say we just it's funny. We just we just watched Cincinnati against yeah. against Georgia. Uh, what can we say about Kobe Bryant, man? He's he's six foot plus, man, six one, I believe. He wasn't overly fast, uh, but he's a he's a big kid. He's definitely somebody you can work with. You get him in in a uh, in a in, in in this type of system where we're going with more of a zone presence. Mm-hmm. Let him keep everything in front of him. I think I think keeping everything in front of him is gonna do do him justice. Uh, you get him trying to run with some of these quarterback these wide receivers who are a lot faster. He's gonna he's gonna get beat. Uh, but he has the wherewithal to make breaks. He's he's not a dumb kid. He has good footwork. The kid can go up and make plays with the best of them. Like I said, he's a bigger body. He's like I said, he's about six one, almost two hundred pounds. Yeah. This is this is a big kid. Uh, look look at him here. He he's playing the ball. He's going through wide receivers' bodies. He's he's not he's not afraid to get out there and make a play. Yeah. Uh, like I said, to me, for what we're going to start running with being a lot more of the zone presence, I think he's he's going to thrive in that type of system. And I feel like he can come in and he can kind of make that Jalen that Jalen Johnson look at him. I'm, he, he's he's that break the on the ball. <laughs> and he made that break. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. You go in, you make that break. He's he's that's what he's that's what he's gonna be good at, man. And I feel like if we playing that we're we're playing the type of system that we're playing, I feel like he's gonna be able to make a, a similar kind of contribution that Jalen Johnson made in his rookie year. Yeah. Plus, uh, like I was texting you about it. Um Sauce Gardner, his the other corner in Cincinnati, is like a top ten pick. So he's already used to being C B two. Yeah. so some of those guys that are CB ones in college, they come up and they got to play second fiddle to somebody. I don't know if they like it or not, but I mean, Kobe Bryant's already doing it. So, right. Plus, his name is awesome. I mean, <laughs> oh, he, and he he has definitely wore that out because he he knows. I, I believe he said Kobe Bryant was one of his favorite players. So, he he has the Mamba mentality, man. And be honest, that's what you need to be out there at the corner. Yeah. Uh, he he doesn't seem like he has any ego to him. He he wants to play, so I mean he's a hell of a football player, man. Like he's gonna be there at the second in the second round because, like I said, he's he's not going to be the Jalen Ramsey of the world. I don't I don't mm-hmm. see that being what his ceiling is right now. Uh, anything can happen over in the league, though. We there there have been lesser known names that come in the league who are said they were supposed to be backups <laughs> that that become stars. Uh, potentially he has he has potential to be anything he wants. That size, th- those type of instincts, he can be as as great as he wants to be. Yeah. Uh, but that's why I said I feel like in this system that we're going to be running, this cover two defense, this Tampa two, he is he can make that similar impact that Jalen Johnson made, where folks are just like, oh, this kid's a lot better than what we thought. Maybe we shouldn't be trying to pick on him. Yeah, uh, I mean, speaking of the defense, man, Abraflus has already called in Peanut Tillman to come in and talk to the exactly. guys. Yeah, I don't want to take it, away from our mock drafts here, but I, I fucking love that move. Call these. I'm gonna say, to me, he can. If if you want to look at a play style, if you get this kid punching at the ball, bro, he's he's about the same size as Peanut, bro. Hmm. He's a he's a bigger physical corner. He can do that. <laughs> he can be that for you. So. Oh, uh, those those are my three guys, man. I and all three of them to me, you can pencil them in as starters. Yeah, uh, I like that draft. You, you got a you got a starter and tackle, you got a starter wide receiver, and you got you got you a, a number two at C B. So yeah. it's mine, man. I like Pickens a lot, you know, uh, because 
you know, I grabbed Christian Watson, but Pickens is one of the guys that are on my list. Watson was uh, going with my pick. I really like. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, I like I like Watson. Uh, that like I say, he's an athletic freak, man. That that is a hell of there's a hell of a player, and I believe he is going to be special. I just yeah. hope that the the Packers don't pick him. <laughs> what do you think, uh, Chris? You getting uh, a boner over there? In the- <laughs> I always, mate. I always get. I even just get a boner when you guys are on TV. So I don't know what you're about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, I must admit, I, I got completely sidetracked yesterday, so I hadn't managed to, you know, do this official. But I can call out. I'll give you sort of three names what I sort of like in the second and third round. Cool. Uh, the first one is um, Travis Jones, the defensive lineman from UConn. I think mm-hmm. I think he could be a really good player for the Bears. You know, he's got really good speed and heavy hands, and uh, I think he's a player, man. I think he could really play in that scheme well. Uh, the second one is David Bell, the receiver from Purdue. I know mm. that he's, he's testing it go particularly that well with his speed, but I think he's just got that ability. He's like it could be like a bit like a Jerry Rice, where I think Jerry Rice mm. didn't particularly have a good forty time, but his playing speed is you know it was out of this world. So I think he's going to be like that. I think he's got really good hands, and I think and also as well another receiver, Alex Pierce from Cincinnati. I Ooh, think I love he him. Could be a, I think he could be a really good sort of slot receiver. And uh, I know he's had a really good season. So, uh, I don't know the sort of three names I'm sort of thinking about for the second and third rounds. Alex Al- Pierce is a guy that, uh, that I, I tweeted at Draft on Tap about because I'd love to see them break down some tape. I didn't I didn't see a ton of Cincinnati other than the playoff games. Yeah, even though they're so close. But uh, he's a six-three dude, and I think he's from the Chicago area actually. Yeah, originally. All right. So uh, it's definitely a guy that I like as well. Maybe in that third round or something. Yeah, I'm gonna say, and he, so I, I I hate when folks do the comps and then they comp white players to white players and then oh, of course, black players. But I I, I think in his case it it. it it kind of does him justice. He, to me, he kind of seems like he might he can be a faster version of Cooper Cup. Um, yeah, he played on the outside in Cincinnati. He the kid destroys people off the line, destroys. Mm-hmm. And then literally, I, you see the man make a cut like he's gonna cut outside, and then he's he's coming back inside. So he he's a he's a technician at the route and route running man. Uh, I I love Pierce. I I kind of wish a lot of people didn't really know about. Him. So he can right. he yeah, got a fall that we can be like, yes. But mm-hmm. he he reminds me a lot of Cooper Cup uh, when he was coming out because Cooper Cup just found ways to get open and he did he like I say he destroyed people off the line too. The only difference with Cooper Cup was he wasn't overly fast, right. but he 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 knew how to play. He he knew how to get separation off his routes because he was so good at route running. Uh, Pierce, like I said to me, he he just reminds me of that technician. He. He's gonna get better at mm. run, route running. He's already fast. You can't teach speed. Six three. God, the kid is huge. Yeah. It's just this year, wide receivers, man. They're as as much as we want to sit there and say we want some of these top heavy guys. Some of these guys in the second or third wave, man. They're gonna be sleepers. This it's another kid. Uh, mm. not not big at all. Bo Melton out of Rutgers. Alex Pierce ran a 4-3-3 at the combine. I just yeah, he's fast as shit, man. That's, that's what I'm yeah. saying. 6-3-4-3, three, three. man. That's yeah. oof. <laughs> yeah, the kid's <laughs> fast as hell, man. So, yeah, uh, Bo Melton is going to That's a hell of a pick, man. Yeah. 
Uh, Ball Melt is going to be reviewed on Thursday's draft on tap, so we'll have tape and uh, commentary from Danny and Neil. I got to uh, awesome. put, put this up here. Tony says Barum has a to get Chris a head and shoulders endorsement with <laughs> Early hair, <laughs> Chris. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that product, Head and Shoulders. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah we, 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 no, we have a, we have Head and Shoulders over here, Alder. Um, I was actually thinking about getting the barnet cut off, but I feel like <laughs> I might be like Samson. I might lose all my strength and my personality. So, uh, right. yeah, any endorsements, any endorsements over from the states, <laughs> I'm well up for it. Anything, Sam, always skin. So yes. anything, any money coming my way, I'm well happy. They used to have Troy Palomalo uh, do their commercials. Remember those commercials with Troy? Oh, oh, now they got him oh, and uh, him and Mahomes together doing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> all right, let me, uh, present my mock draft here. Oliver said all, all your picks are good so far. Well, Oliver, I'm here to break that streak. <laughs> oh, oh come it. on, now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's his first time ever doing it. The God, the, the Godfather. Oh no, brother, I don't, I don't think you're gonna mess this up at all. Yeah, I hear you. But I, I wanted to do something a little different than think outside the box. So I, I, I did a little seance and I, I brought George Hallis, who uh -oh. had the greatest draft in the history of football when he drafted <laughs> Gale Sayers and Dick Butkus in the first round of the 1963 draft. And so if we can get a Butkus wow. and Sayers combo type uh, for this draft, that would be outstanding. I don't think I have it. <laughs> I a little different. Here's I picked a safety with my first pick. And the reason oh. for that is because yeah. first of all, we don't have a starting strong safety. And secondly, I believe that Eddie Jackson is a potential to be a post June 1st cut or just play one more season with the Chicago Bears. So why not plant the seed now and bring in Jalen Petrie? Right. Oh, I love that kid. Yeah, I, I, this guy is a star a player. That means he plays that hybrid position, the, the uh, defensive back and linebacker position. And I know we're moving to a cover too, but you still, in today's NFL, you still need to bring one of those safeties into that box and let that plot guy make plays. I got some highlights here and watch him 511 198. That is a little bit of his problem, is a little bit undersized, but watch him shoot out of the box there and get into the backfield. Oops, get into the backfield and make the tackle. I mean, he is so athletic. Um, uh, again, he recognizes his play even before the quarterback oh. looked out into the flat. Uh, he was already on the move. So that was good coaching, good uh, preparation for the week, whatever it was, he he did it. Here he is outside the box a little bit and still mm -hmm. comes in, anticipates, and makes the solid tackle uh, to the ground of the ball carrier. This guy is also known as having exceptional football intelligence, a great leader. He's got all of the traits that this culture, the Bears are building, he would fit right in. Again, it's a little bit out of the box to pick a safety yeah. uh, at this point, but I like this player so much of the players that were available that I thought, I thought let's stick a, a little bit out of the box. Here he was in sort of a cover two uh, 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 formation and anticipating where the ball was going to, uh, going to go and making an Eddie Jackson-type interception, right? right? <laughs> and again, you need those safeties in today's football to be interchangeable for the free safety to move over to strong and strong to, to free – Again, another center field interception for the kid. 
Uh, I, I just think he's an exceptional talent and uh, one that we we probably should consider if he's on the board. Here he is. Uh, on the line of scrimmage. To the left of the defense. I was going to say, man. Time for, play. For anybody you, saying that this kid is too small or that you, you're spending too high of a pick on him, just think Buda Baker. This yeah, kid, yeah. Buda Baker, re, rekindled. This is 2.0. He, my, my cousin played for Waco. I mean, play for Baylor. I keep saying I'm saying Waco because it's in Waco. That defense was dominant because the defensive line played, and they had my guy that plays for uh, the Dolphins, uh, Howard. Well, I can't remember, I can't remember his name. Javion Howard. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this kid literally changed Baylor's defense this year because he played so he he was a freaking rocket. And you just seen it anywhere from on the field. He's blitzing off the line at 5'11", 198. Right. Yeah. He's, he, he's coming up and he's laying the hits. This kid is Buda Baker. Anybody who was saying they would not take the safety in the top 10, I guarantee you, if Buda Baker came out again and pre, or they had to redraft that, Buda Baker goes in the top 10. Oh. Just, that's all I'm saying. I totally agree with that. And, and another thing about Baylor down there, man, they got some damn track stars. I don't know who's yes. in charge of their training, but like they had two of the top th- uh, four 40 <laughs> yard dash times. Four and Tariq, and Tariq Woolen, <laughs> yeah. who I talked about earlier from UTSA, he was down to UTSA or Baylor and chose to go to UTSA. So they know how to identify talent, obviously, and, mm. and continue to either make them faster or you know, work on those skills. So mm-hmm. those dudes that those dudes at Baylor fly, man. They 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 do. And I gotta tell you, I was nervous about presenting that guy as as a pick because I figured KB and AC were gonna go, yeah. Are you crazy a safety with the 30 get out of here. Get, get <laughs> I mean and, I, and I feel like I feel I like they have more need. The one that's gonna be kind to me and but Chris hasn't said a word yet. So I don't know if he likes those that pick. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think about it, Chris? I'll do whatever you say, girls. Okay with me. So I, I, you can say anything. And I'm fine. I'm quite happy. I'm just, I'll just let it all go. So yeah, no, you'll get, you'll get no, no bad comments from me, sir. He's the what? opposite of my wife. I did. <laughs> Same. I, I did see you traded down for that though. Yes. So uh-huh. You picked up some extra picks and right. was able to grab him. Exactly. Um, this is the pro football focus. Uh, and so they do grading. So I yeah. traded with the Vikings. They called and said, Hey, give us, uh, excuse me, the Colts, uh, give us that 39th pick. We got a guy. And so we'll give you the 42nd and 122. And then I, I, I said, no, I want the 179 too. And, PFF's uh, mock generator gave it to me and gave me a B for working that out, and then they graded me an A uh, for that pick of the of the cornerback. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go on now and, and talk about Jalen Talbert, this wide receiver. They graded it as a C plus, but I don't know, man. I think this guy could be the find of the draft. Uh, I got yeah. some video here. Let me see if I can find it. But this guy was introduced to me by uh, Danny and Neil this past week. And when I saw these clips, I said, oh, man, I got to do some more work on this guy. This guy is a stud. Look at him on press coverage here mm-hmm. and just make an outstanding move to get some space and then makes this beautiful one-handed catch. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the type of playmaking skills that the Bears Getting need. Hailed. 
And <laughs> yes, and you're going to watch on almost all of these clips, the Tennessee defensive backlist had his hands all over him. Just, yeah. just I can't guard you, man. So I'm going to have to cheat. So uh, this is uh, Danny again asked me to pick these highlights. So he said, look at this on a fourth down and six in their own territory. I mean, uh, in, uh, in, uh, just outside uh, field goal oh range, he makes the catch and then gets the yak, the yards yeah. after catch. Look at that little move right there. And then he's held again. <laughs> and he makes the – the, uh, <laughs> Hey, they were at Tennessee. Hell no, that ain't getting called. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> he, I, I just – and uh, from the reports that I read is he's got a great head on his shoulder, another locker room leader type of guy. I really like this guy. I think he can do some special teams. And again, it's all about the yak in today's white guys. Yeah. He's got some so, super, super speed too, too. Yeah. He uh he reminds me of a player. I I I don't remember if anybody remembers this guy, but he he was a head case, which I think is what ruined his career. Justin Blackman out of Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. When oh, he yeah. came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin Blackman was a hell of a route runner. He he could he was literally doing everything that we're seeing this kid doing. Yeah. And had all the talent in the world, but he was just a head case. Uh, Jalen Tolbert has a good together. hand on his shoulders. This this kid is going to be special. I, I've seen a couple of his highlights, man. I was just like, the, the kid's going to be good, man. It's just mm-hmm. not a name that gets known not a lot because he went to fuck to, to South Alabama. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, I but, think uh, I think I heard. I listened to the first draft podcast with uh, Mel Kiper and Tom. Yeah, and I think they talked about this guy. Uh, he's the all-time leader at South Alabama in receiving yards or something wow. like that. So, like, this dude set – I mean, it's not like <clears throat> setting records at USC or anything, but right. he's, he's setting records at his level. Uh, and obviously the level of play um, in the NFL is going to be a step up, but it sure it sure looks like a good pick to me. Yeah. Yeah. Size is uh, – no, no, please go ahead, Chris. No, I, just, uh, uh, I mean, I was just wanting to know how come he's got such a, a low grade. What, what's been the factors? What, what's give them, give them to give him a C minus? Is it, is it just due to the, is it just due to the opposition he's played against, or is it something else? Or because C, C minus is a grade is pretty poor. Yeah, I think Pro Football Focus how they weigh. Uh, their grades is based on need, based on players available. It, it's the C plus is not a grade right. on the player. It, right. it, it's a grade on the pick and the circumstances involved in it. They, they oh, do right. Um, get you, get you. A couple of people, Herney uh, said that they like Tolbert, but he's small. And I agree, you know, he's six feet, close to six one, I believe. But yeah, you'd like a bigger receiver. But again, it's all about playmakers, man. And uh, yeah, I would love to mm. have a wide receiver who's six three, six four, runs a four four, and you know, and is an outstanding blocker. And that's not what Tolbert is, but he's a yak guy. Just mm-hmm. get the ball in his hands, and he's mm. gonna go. Um, Let him go. So- I wonder if looking at his tape there, I know he's a couple inches taller, but is he like a? a clone of Mooney. Is he like the same type of player? So they might look elsewhere yeah. to try and pair oh, yeah. with Mooney. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I do know what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, you know, good point. I I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember Dan Marino and the Smurfs. You know, he had the uh, Duper. I am. I am. Uh, oh, 
Rock Clinton. There you go. Clinton. My boy Chris with the, with the clutchness. <laughs> I love it. I, 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 I'm a 980s guy. <laughs> I love it. Um, great receivers, undersized, but they're playmakers, guys that really get the job done. So, yeah. uh, I, you know, yeah, I would love a bigger receiver, you know, but if they're not available, you got to make do with what you want. Now, right. again, this is a mock, so I'm just right, throwing right. scenarios out here, and I think a lot of people make good points, you know, that maybe there's somebody else uh, available. I'm picking a Petrie too high and so forth. I've read some of those comments. All very valid comments. Uh, and then for my last pick here on the in the third round, I actually tr made another trade. And this one, I was the trade was graded fairly well. A B. The Vikings called, said they wanted my 71st overall pick. In exchange, I got a 77, and I got a pick in the fifth round and the sixth round. We know that Poles wants to develop more, uh, get more draft picks and develop. Mm -hmm. The draft, and so if you can move down now, this is around the part of the draft that I think that you start in some positions seeing a very heavy drop off. For instance, the offensive line. Mm -hmm. So I, I think there's a lot of really good offensive linemen out here, but there, when you get down to past the third round or so, I think they're all pretty much developmental picks that they're not. The likelihood of them unseating a, a starter is highly unlikely. And, and the perfect guy example here is Zach Tom. Mm -hmm. Zach Tom, see how he was graded D minus. And I think perhaps, mm -hmm. you know, they, they saw other need players, uh, pro football focus saw other need players that would have been a better, better fit, but their own website, their scouting report on Zach Tom is very, very good. Mm -hmm. And um, the guys uh, at draft on tap, had me pick some plays for him. Here he is at the left tackle position, and he just does a great job of walling off the defender and allowing the running back to pick up positive yards. He's got great balance. He's uh, another uh, student of the game, great attitude. The one thing that a lot of uh, scouts are saying is that he's not going to play left tackle in the NFL. But you yeah. said, like Cody White here, Cody White here played left tackle at Kansas. And then moved inside. So he's to me that that just gives him more experience, more potential uh, uh, flexibility. If your left tackle does get hurt and you need somebody to get in there in a pinch, you know this guy has seen plenty of snaps at it. Look at the power here, driving the defensive lineman back and creating the hole for the running back. I just love uh, uh, his technique, his balance. His he's he's he seems like he knows what he's doing out there. Um, Zach Tom, maybe not, uh, according to pro football focus, maybe not the best pick I could have made at that position, but I still think he's a, he's a, a good player. And remember, we got Lucas Patrick at the mm -hmm. center position signed for just two years. Mm -hmm. So maybe he moves down after two years and then, uh, Patrick becomes the starting center, but he, he could provide lots of flexibility right now at center and at guard primarily, and then in a pinch, go out there and play left tackle if necessary. I was going to say real quick, is is Zach Tom the, the kid that they had played at tackle and then they moved him in for a year to play center? Yes, that's okay. it. Because I was going to say, I remember it was one of, it was Wake Forest. It was, it was one of like the I schools in the ACC. Uh, it's bad. I called them an I school, but uh, it was one of the odd name schools to me. And I, I just remember them, somebody talking about an old lineman that was so versatile that he played a tackle for a year and then they needed a center and they kicked him inside. 
Or it, it was one of the, it was either they needed a tackle, needed a center, or they needed they had a center and needed a tackle. It was one or the other that he that, did. I think that's Zach Tom. Um, and check, uh, take a look at the awareness here. So he engages at the line of scrimmage. He's got his head on a swivel. So when he sees the outside guy comes in, he switches off. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just smart football, smart awareness. Now, they eventually got yeah. the sack, but it's not, not his fault. Yeah, I was going to so, say, not off, not off the strength of what he was doing there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so those are my picks. I, I created some more draft picks, um, but I really like what you guys did addressing the uh, uh, the – positions of need and if boy if i can get that defensive lineman that you uh brought up ac and the offensive lineman ryan that you brought up man that would be nice tyler yeah. tyler smith and uh, uh Lede, what's his name Lamar. Leo. Leo. Yeah. yeah well i love those guys i love it when people do mock drafts and give me the tell me find video on these guys because and then i get to you know really study them and say oh this right. is nice oh yeah. this is this is good. So keep it coming, guys. Yeah, I love so, those I mean, guys. I'll, 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 sorry, AC. I was just thinking, are, are you? Are we all sort of thinking about that? Jenkins might get moved to right tackle instead of instead of playing left tackle. Uh, well, I I doubt he'll ever see any snaps at left tackle. Um, but I'm sorry, you're talking, about, well. you, you're talking about the draft pick that I just mentioned, uh, Zach. No, no, I would, no. I was just, I was just talking about you know Trevor Jenkins who we drafted last year. I was just gotcha. wondering, do you, do, you have, do you actually see him playing my left, or do you think they're going to move him to the right side of the line? You know, I, I got to tell you, uh, again, doing more research over the weekend, he's his arms are so short that it's kind mm. of alarming that they would have mm. immediately drafted him and then put him in as the starter. With those short arms and not having a lot of snaps at left tackle, that to me just sounds like you're doing the guy a disservice. Uh, Tevin yeah. Jenkins, to me, could be a Pro Bowl guard and and his second or third complete season of the league because he's got all those skills to play guard. Yeah. He could also play right tackle, tell him you know, you know know what to do in terms of uh, the techniques that he's got to learn and so forth and be that run-blocking uh, right tackle, but – to me, uh, he is—he's got the tools to be an outstanding guard in this league, and I, and I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if that's the position they put him in this year. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I, I want to see agree. him. Completely agree there. I want to see him at left tackle more. I mean, we we only got a partial season really? last year, and um, I wasn't a big fan of our offensive line coach Juan Castillo because I didn't really see improvement on our offensive line. You know. So, I, I mean, it'll be up to what this coaching staff sees, in my opinion. And and we might see in their draft strategy how they view Tevin Jenkins. If you see them maybe move up to try and get a left tackle that's falling or something or or use that 39th pick on a on a guy who is a tackle, you know what I'm saying, who's, who's going to be projected as a left tackle at the next level. Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing Tevin a little bit more. And someone else said Borum. I, I'd, I'd like to see a little bit more of Borum. Uh, just to see what we have already. I mean, we didn't see – I don't think we saw enough last year. 
Yeah, I think he yeah. was a big surprise. You know, picked in the fifth round. I don't think there were a lot of high expectations for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got forced in there because of the injury problems, and the dude held his own. There was, I mean, he really impressed the heck out of me, particularly because Danny was not a big fan. And so I kind of, you know, took his word on that and didn't have any expectations for him at, at all. But the dude came in and played really well. Now, there is one thing in defense of, of Danny. The player that Danny studied on tape, uh, uh, Larry Borum's college tape, he was 25, 30 pounds heavier. You know, he was he had a gut like mine, you know, where it jiggles. <laughs> and then uh, in, during the combine and preparing for the season, he lost weight, gained strength, and so forth. So it's a little bit of a different player that uh, we're seeing now than the one we saw in college. And the one in college was was pretty damn good. Uh, but now he's he's made himself a more athletic player. So we'll see what he brings this season. I was gonna say I don't know if anybody's seen the video on Twitter where he was doing the uh, uneven deadlifts, or uh, he he's he looked like he slimmed down a lot already. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, to me, he kind of has this similar arc as a Charles Leno. You put him on one side, and he he didn't play as well. And then you moved him over to the left, and you know, what I'm saying Leno became kind of a stalwart force. Yeah, he had his issues when and, and pass blocking eventually, but you know, what I'm saying that that can be come down to coaching. That could come down to you know, what I'm saying just kind of the talent he went against, and he just didn't rise to eventually. But he goes to, to Washington. And he's become a solid left tackle that's got another contract. You know what I'm saying? Nice, nice yeah. big fat contract too. So, exactly. uh, if if people feel like Tevin Jenkins might be better at guard, he's athletic enough. He's strong enough. He he has the attitude. Maybe he might be a better guard eventually. I I don't know. Like you said, we we saw a lot of young players last year that did not get the time because we were we were in yep. such of a win now mode when we yeah. shouldn't have been. Yeah. I mean, we should have been in the. We should probably be grooming these young players to be starters eventually. Uh, I, I would love to see what we have in Borum, especially this year coming up. Uh, like I said, he's slimmed down a lot, mm-hmm. so maybe maybe he's he's trying to gear up to make a run at left tackle. Who knows? Uh, that being said, I don't, I don't know what his like arm said, length is. Yeah, I, I never I never found out what Borum's arm length was. Uh, it's long. Longer than Jenkins, uh, I know that for sure. But the exact number, if, I don't know. If it's longer, like I said, he might he might actually be a better projection at left tackle. And mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying you might you might uh, you'll say a name that I was thinking of that could be a post June first cut could be Whitehair. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if they don't yeah. like how he looks, maybe maybe that line goes Borm and Tevin Jenkins. You just have that much inexperience on the left side, which doesn't sound good when I say it. Yeah, <laughs> but well, you, I was listening to combo uh, with that. So I was listening to the No Name podcast. I think it was yesterday. That's the Olin Crutes and Jason McKee. They do yeah. that podcast together, and he was talking because he's been a big advocate of bringing in Armstead, and his big thing was who's in the who's going to be left on this roster that's going to be like the leader to teach these young guys how to be a pro. Like Olin Kruitz right. talks about when he came into Chicago, there was a center in front of him and they would go to meetings or whatever. And he, everybody would get up to leave and the starting center would be sitting there. So he goes, so I set my ass back down and opened my book. You know, if, if the starter is going to be doing this, I'm going to pre- that, prepare yeah. like the starter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
doubt. That might be something interesting to watch. Maybe that's why Quinn is still on the roster. I was going to uh, say it's possibly why Quinn is still here. So yeah, yeah. I forgot what show I was on. Like I said, I'm on so many shows that. But I, I think it was draft on tap this past Thursday. Is the whole idea of trading Quinn for more draft assets is appealing, but at the same time, if you're gonna, if you gotta field a decent defense out there, yeah. man, yeah. you know, if if the defense is yeah. gonna be giving up tons of touchdowns because we're not putting pressure on the quarterback, which we know Quinn can do, and 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 pressure on the quarterback creates sacks and also creates interceptions because the quarterback is throwing the ball quickly and so forth. So if you get rid of him, then you're going to bring in a less experienced player to play that role. And you're going to put such a stress on their defense. And then you're going to put a stress on Justin Fields because all of a sudden it's 14 to nothing and Mm -hmm. lose the run game and so forth. So, while it's appealing, you know, if if they called and say, "Hey, we'll give you a second and a fourth for Quinn," I would be like, "Oh man, that's hard to pass up." I I felt like that yeah. was his his rapper. I mean, his, his trade comp. Like, like you a second and a fourth. I think the Bears will play. <laughs> be like when a pretty woman comes up to you and starts flirting with you, and you're with <laughs> your wife. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I'm concerned about you, brother. <laughs> they don't they don't even have to flirt with me in front of my wife. They'll say hi and she's like, Who's this bitch? I'm like, hey, she's, hey, she's, she's like, the waitress, no. Mallory. She's the waitress. So. <laughs> she giving us drinks the whole night. You ain't seen her. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, man. So I'm, anyway. I'm all right, so I'm free. I'm... Sorry. No, no. No, I, I, I was just going to say because I'm single, so I, I'm quite happy. I can I can look at anybody, try and get off of anybody. So uh, it's all it's all good over in the UK. <laughs> I'm a lucky guy. You know, every time I go out with my wife, I'm always oh, yeah. talking about so she can't see where my eyes are. Looking. <laughs> That's why you got to wear a dark shade. Yeah. Why are you wearing yeah. sunglasses in the house? Oh, we got company over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's all bad. It's all, uh, baby, it's, it's Chicago. You know I'm high. You know, you, yeah. My eyes are red. My eyes are red. I don't want her seeing it. I don't want to. <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, I, thanks for letting me butt in and uh, sharing my uh, mock draft. I, this is the time to start making your mocks, man, because now we know pretty much what it looks like now there are going to be some other free agents sign and we might land a big name yep. that could alter uh uh, uh the draft uh, in terms of draft needs but uh greg says that there's some meetings going on with the nfl owners this week and he says that typically there's not a lot of free agent signings during these meetings because there's mm-hmm. kind of a, it's a competition rule committee and, and stuff that they people are kind of focused on so uh, now's a good time to do mock drafts and, and kick around ideas. And because, and, and, you know, I asked uh, Greg this, do teams do mock drafts? He goes, yeah, they do, but they don't do them until much later. And so yeah. you want to try to anticipate yeah. what the teams are going to be looking for. So that's one of the reasons they do mocks. Uh, but great stuff. And thanks for having me on. And uh, nice I'll turn it back on. Nice, nice right. seeing you guys. And great job. Okay. All right, brother. Right, yeah, bro. cheers, Aldo. It's been a pleasure, mate. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, man. So I think I might use that segue that Aldo just left us with, not on purpose, uh, where he was talking about the owners' meetings. I don't know if you guys have heard some of the 
rules that they're going to be talking about at these owners' meetings. Oh, the rules. Rules. Is uh, it, the, the is it the other time rules? rules. Yeah, yeah, that's the big one. I think both uh, teams get a chance. Yeah, a lot of people are saying both teams get a chance. The Titans and I think the Cardinals. The Colts for that. Yeah, uh, they 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 put out an idea that like. In overtime, if the first team scores and kicks a field goal, when the other team scores, they have to go for two or something like that. So mm, it'll right. really be like a sudden death thing. Um, I, I I don't know what I don't know what they're going to go with, but I felt like it's something we could talk about. Um, you know, say, man, with, uh, I've always I've always been opposed uh, opposed to how they they did it. You know, what I'm saying especially in how it used to be. First person that scores is like yeah. now. You know, your defense, your defense either been out there all game or your defense been sucking ass all game. So yeah. it, it, it was a lose lose situation. And then you get the newer rule of if they score a field goal first, then you get a chance. I, I, I like that a little bit better. But then on the same aspect, your defense either been out there getting their ass whooped or they've been out there all damn game stopping this thing. Uh, yeah. I, I like I like the college rules. Yeah. Every, both teams get a drive. Mm-hmm. I, you know, say yeah. start them at start them in the red zone. That's that's what I want to see. You know, what I'm saying it, I don't it, like somebody score, somebody score, then you, you go you go from that point. The one thing I don't like right. about the college rules is when it gets, I think it's past that first overtime, you got to go start just trading two point conversions. And yeah. That's all they're doing. I'm not a huge fan of that, but I mean, I I, I hate ties. Everyone hates ties. Yeah, everybody hates ties. So why? Why do we have these rules in place to where a game can end in a tie? I mean, there, there we, shouldn't. We, yeah, we, we we love ties over here, mate. We, in cricket, they can play a test match for five days in cricket in, a, oh, in no. over here and still and oh, still no. draw and still draw. <laughs> How no. is that? Five days. Five days, five. mate. Five days. See the way the way my life set up. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta have some damn depth for that, man. <laughs> right, bro, you got, you got, if we go to overtime, you got me for fifteen minutes. And that's it, bro. I, I don't I don't I don't got nothing else after that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean it seems Ooh, to me that the overtime rule at the moment is like it's all on the look of the toy cost. Or the toy toss, sorry. And the, I know yeah, that, right. that's a substance, especially especially like you know when it came to the playoffs last year with the Kansas City and uh, the Bills. Basically, that would have stunned a coin toss, and that were it. You know, they just didn't get a chance to get their offense to, go, to get on the field. The Bills did, so um, I, th- I think it definitely needs changing because that's just that's just so so old fashioned, and mm-hmm. and you know it just doesn't seem to make make any logic anymore in this day and age. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um... Even before that, uh, the Chiefs had um, tried to get this pushed through, but I guess they were the only ones that did it, and that was when Brady was with the Patriots and they beat the Chiefs in overtime, and the Chiefs never even got a shot. Mm. So you've had multiple playoff games that have ended this way. Yeah. Excuse me. Now, the Bengals, they got a turnover in, in, in overtime and was able to win and go on to the Super Bowl. But I think the percentages are very skewed to, like you said, Chris. Um, basically, you win the coin toss, and you're, you've got a, a high percentage chance of winning the ball game, and the other team not even mm-hmm. getting a chance. Yeah. So Especially I, I definitely think to, both teams need a yeah. shot. Yeah, I do. Especially like when it used to be like the first points, whoever scores the first points wins. Oh, so, like, yeah, you, know, you, you win the toss. 
kick a field goal and then you win the game. I mean, that, that, that's just not fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, that was one of the big things. And then, of course, free agency is going to continue this week. Um, I don't know so if there's much more. I was going to say what, what right, man, think another, thing, another thing about free agency real quick, man. I think, I think fans uh-huh. need to understand. Between now and even till after the draft up until training camp starts, there are going to be more cuts that people don't realize. There are going to oh, be yeah. more vets who teams say, you know what, we're good on you. They let go. It's going to be more trades. You know what I'm saying? People, especially especially after the draft, when when you start getting these young stars that people are gonna gonna put all their they time into, just because you haven't seen a big name yet doesn't mean that you're not gonna see a big name down down the line. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I believe polls has set us up in a good spot. Like I said, we're about eight. We still have 18 million in the cap. Uh, it's not it's not the glorious amount of 30 like a couple of teams do, but you gotta realize those teams that do have that now are, are the ones that said. We're getting rid of people now. We're gonna get rid of these mm-hmm. stars. Yeah. Uh, like I said, there's still still a lot of time to see somebody get brought in. Like I said, we might see a left tackle or a right tackle get brought in, yeah. and that's, that's gonna alter everybody's mock. <laughs> and even after mocks have been done, it's gonna it's gonna gonna change shit then. So, I think yeah. one guy I wouldn't mind them going after is Eric Fisher. He spent time in Kansas City under Poles, and he spent yep. time under Eberflus in Indianapolis last year. So he's got a connection with both of them. Uh, I wouldn't pay him a whole lot because injuries are injuries and age have become a concern. But I mean, he's younger than Peters was, and we we started yeah. doing left tackle last year. You know, he's yeah, uh, but he, uh, he still hasn't retired yet. I'm, I'm just saying. All right, all right. Bring yeah, him back. He's Bring still hasn't put in for retirement yet. I thought he played really well. Oh, but oh, all, yeah, I thought he yeah. played really well until they got injured. And I always remember as well when he did like a massive block on a DB and I just thought he'd fucking killed the guy. It was awesome. Uh, for yeah, his yeah. agent, like to say he didn't have any training camp or anything, I thought it was mm-hmm. amazing for us. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that, that I don't, I mean, obviously he probably going to come back, but you know, no, hats no, off to no, him no. to what he did last last year. Yeah. I mean, he, he's one of those guys where, what well, I was talking about earlier, having the experience that it was going to teach people teach players how to be pros. Uh, yeah. I think Mustafer talked about picking his brain while he was in camp or, or while he was on the sideline. I mean, you would hope Tevin Jenkins was right there with him. I know um, I, I know. I said I wasn't a huge fan of Juan Castillo, but he did have Borum and Jenkins in the training room learning with their books um, mm-hmm. when they weren't able to learn on the field. So uh, that was one good thing about him. And then I don't know where they'll go with left tackle. I don't know if they want Jenkins there no, or if they, if they go with a free agent. I don't, obviously, I don't want to pay a ton, uh, which right. I think is Poles' idea as well. He, he's not going to pay a whole lot. Uh, and next year, we might see a big splash. I don't know who's going to be available, yeah. but you can make a couple big splashes yeah. next year. 130 yeah, plus mil in cap space. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, I, I do that shit in Madden frequently. When like, you cut a whole team and you got almost 200 million in cap space, and you just like, all right, now nah, I'm just going to start signing people and make a squad. That, that's See, I just turn, I just turn the salary cap off when I play Madden. I don't, <laughs> I don't play with that salary cap. He said, fuck that. I don't want to worry about this later on. That's right. But, <laughs> I mean, they they pretty much at that point for next year, man. You're going to have that much in gas space. 
I mean, I don't think they're going to be like, oh, yeah, let's, let's go sign this player and this player and spend all our cap on two people. Right. Uh, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I know that you're more likely going to have to re-sign Roquan, which is going to be a, a big cap hit. Uh, I mean, yeah, but at that point, you'll probably be losing someone like Roquan, I mean, Roquan, uh, Robert Quinn. So what you yeah. putting in Robert Quinn is pretty much we're going to be putting in a, the Roquan, which is overly deserved. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, Nick, this this year is all about growth. See about, see about what you got this year. See who's going to be yeah. the players next year that you're going to keep and who you're going to pay. Mm-hmm. And then you say, oh, let's go get this star because Justin Fields is a wide receiver away or – you know, maybe a left tackle away or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's probably the only worry I'm having is um, I know because some people are saying is Justin Fields, are they com- committed to Justin Fields? And I think they are because I do. When polls when polls came out, he talked about Roquan Mooney and Justin Fields. And when they had their press conference, Justin Fields had his press conference and stuff. But I do worry. Um, if we don't start giving him something that we can evaluate him correctly on about his extension, and we see what these quarterbacks are making now, by the time he's getting an extension, they could be making sixty million. You know what I'm saying? Right. Two, so two hundred thirty million guaranteed. That's all I'm saying. Uh, man, that, was a, that was a, that was a damn train wreck up there in Cleveland, brother. I, Oh my god! That I I almost ain't gonna get into that. Like I, I talk about that off screen, but like yeah. I said, you what you have what what people have to realize is if if a quarterback pans out the way the quarterback's supposed to pan out, that's that's <laughs> that's the entry level now. These Mahomes and Deshaun Watsons of the world, the the Kyler Murrays, the Aaron Rodgers, they are throwing almost twenty percent of the cap <laughs> at a quarterback. Yeah, and then, but then they lose the wide receiver one because they got so much yeah. money. So, yeah. so I don't know. I if, mean, if it'll it's a double sword, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure how it's going to work out. If it'll adjust, and some people will take less money, or, or I mean, yeah, but you Tom got Brady. Think, yes. Sorry, I see, but you got to think as well. The cap's going to be bigger as well next year because of the uh, oh, yeah. the, the new TV, TV yeah. deal. So, there's, mm-hmm. so there's going to be more money anyway. So, for the raise the caps, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it should be as bad. You know, I mean, we should be doing really well next year with our cap anyway. So, uh, with that extra bit as well, uh, like like KB said, you know, next year, man, we should be getting some really good, decent, quality signings. Mm-hmm. I mean. I'm I'm excited for the draft though. It's about a month away, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm excited to see where they go if they make some moves. Uh, I feel like Poles wants more picks, so um, yeah, he definitely does, bro. I think he I think we does. might be trading down. I don't I don't know about it. I don't I don't think we're gonna be there at 39. Like I said, I like you said, I, I do right. believe that's gonna be the trade down spot. Uh, probably try to he'll probably try to aim for a fourth. Because I, I believe we're missing a fourth. Uh, yeah. yeah, he'll probably try to trade down and pick up a fourth, maybe another late round pick. Uh, if there was any way in the world he can trade back and get a second, a third, and a fourth, hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> shoot for the stars, bro. But oh, we're talking I, about trades. I remember something I wanted to talk about. You know, we tra- we signed Trevor Simeon this week. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. We definitely so, got to speak on that real quick. So yeah, we got a backup quarterback. 
Yeah, backup quarterback, two-year contract. I, th- I don't think we paid him crazy amount. I, don't, I think it was like $4 million or something. It was only yeah. $4 million. That's right. So, so and, and something I haven't heard a lot of people talk about is Simeon has a little bit of athleticism as opposed to Foles, who's just a statue back there. So yep. when you if he has to play in a pinch, you don't have to change your entire offense depending on the different quarterback. And also this makes Foles – you you have the ability to trade him, and yeah, I would take a seventh round pick for him at this point. Bro, I take a bag of, a bag of half eaten Lay's potato chips, no flavor, <laughs> the salted kind. You feel me? They, hey, as long as you get Foles ass up out of here, bro. Right. Yeah. To me, to still to this day, that's that the fourth round we're missing is Foles. Like slap the shit out of pace. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think this fourth rounder is the one that we traded up to get Tevin last year. I think they traded. Oh, okay. Second okay. Man, it's still slap the shit out of pace, bro. Right. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't care. You don't. You don't trade. Nagy was like, "Hey, bro. go get me a quarterback. I can't work with this guy." And they go get him a quarterback. And hey, I can't work with this guy either. Can you get me? <laughs> go go find Andy Dalton. Yeah. Oh my no, god, no, my head hurts from that shit. But uh, I mean, if, you tra- if this is the fourth that we traded for fucking for Tevin Jenkins, all right, cool. That's whatever. It's fine. Yeah. But dog. Slap shot of pace because he he put yeah. that man on this team. <laughs> I, and and this is the fit for me because you know he won a Super Bowl with Peterson and Peterson is now the head coach mm-hmm. in Jacksonville. You got Trevor Lawrence and who the fuck knows? I, was say, I seen the the rumor uh, for on Twitter from the NFL rumors account, which is 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 up and down. Sometimes they're they're kind of right, and sometimes it's just like hey, what the fuck are y'all talking about? But they say Houston and Jacksonville have reached out. So, yeah, right. If, if they reached out, bro, you can give me the long snapper for Nick Foles. <laughs> no, we got a long yeah. snapper. Uh, yeah, but but hey, you don't got to keep him. You just saying shit. <laughs> another thing about Simeon is he's a he's a he's a holder in the in the kicking game. So we lost yeah. Pat O'Donnell to the Packers, but Simeon has. Uh, has that in his bag, being able to hold for the for the field goals, so you don't have to force a punter in there. And that also, to me, when I was coming up, I always remember that was a backup yeah. quarterback's job. Yeah, When you ran a fake, you had a quarterback that could throw instead of trying yeah. to force your punter to throw. So right. I, I don't know. That's that's. So I, I I I'd feel bad getting out of here without touching on, you know, the the Foles trade rumors and why I think yeah. Simeon's a good fit. And obviously, we didn't overpay for the guy. So that was so. Those are Simeon, three good things about our new back. Plus, he's from I, Northwestern. He's from Chicago. Yeah, I was gonna say he's from yeah. Chicago, which is a good thing. Yeah, and is, another yeah. good thing is he's he's had starter experience. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to sit here and wax poetic about the dude, but he he started over and went went to Denver for a while. Mm-hmm. And then he, yeah. like I said, you, he got to sit behind Winston, I guess. But he, he was coached by Sean Payton, which is to me is another good thing. Yeah. Uh, now I, I feel a lot better with him coming off the bench than I do about a Foles or even Andy Dalton, who I, mm-hmm. I just kind of yeah. got to the point where I felt like he's kind of over the mountain. You know what I'm saying? He he's on the down slope of his career. Trevor yeah. Simeon still in his in that plateau area where it's like yeah. okay. This dude can start a game or two if Fields got hurt, right. and I, I can come in and I can I can still talk shit to somebody and say, yeah, the motherfucker threw for three hundred yards against us. So like, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I said with that being said, I 
it, it folds is off this kind of this damn team anyway. I that's yeah. a dub. You just get just get the money up out of here. Yeah. So yeah. Oh man. How, how much would the lose? How, how much would the loser to this cup falls? How much would the lose? On you know, we on, would on the hit. I think. I think they said this year if we cut him, yeah. it it would save like two or three million against the cap. If he's traded, really? it's eight million. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, right, oh, right, right. It's yeah. a big difference. So, yeah, yeah. yeah so you got a difference between five million. That's a, that's hell. Yeah, a, a player who I would, I would love to see them bring in. I was gonna say we we hark back to that is Rodney Harrison. I mean, mm-hmm. Ronnie Harrison from uh, Cleveland. He, he's a young safety, 25. Hell, go pat man a couple million dollars and bring him in to be the starting safety. Uh, but that's that's the difference between uh, grabbing somebody like Ronnie Harrison or grabbing some, you know what I'm saying, a Henry Black that played for, for, for Green Bay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody who's you don't know of, but the, the kid's been a backup somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's the difference, man. It'll be interesting to see if they bring in a safety before the draft or if they either keep it as a hole in the draft and draft somebody late. I mean, they grabbed Adrian Amos in the fifth round, and he was fine. Or yeah. if they wait till after the draft, those post-draft cuts, see who's yeah. on you know, the chopping block then. And the longer you wait, the lower their prices go, typically. I mean, uh, so a guy like Landon Collins or, or to, uh, you know, Matthew, you know, those, Matthew, one of those guys. Peppers. <laughs> I was gonna say, shit. One of my favorite players, period, Jabril. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And the longer they sit out there, the lower the prices get. Keanu Neal's a guy that I like. That you know, he signed a one-year, four million dollar deal last year in. I think I think Neal uh, resigned with Dallas, though. I think they. Oh, I did think he? he did resign with him, but he he told him he was coming back as strictly a strong safety. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a good fit there, uh, and he's not gonna. And he's not going to cost you a lot. Uh, Bear yep. Truth was talking about Keanu Neal, uh, so I I don't know if he's still out there or or if he's been resigned. I'm not sure. But the longer we wait, the cheaper he is. If you can get a a starting strong safety yep. for a one year deal for four million dollars, and then if they play well, you know you've got cap space next year to to do whatever you want with them. You know, uh, we talked about. I think they got a hundred and forty million for next year. Already, plus an extra mm-hmm. six round draft pick, and you'll have your first round pick back. Uh, I think uh, I, it, it might be a tough year this year, but I think we'll be picking ah. in the top 10 next year and we'll be able to, yeah. to build for the future. Yeah, he Keanu Neal did resign with uh Dallas, it's, it's oh, a one year yeah. contract. Yeah, I kind of agree with Fochizi here. I mean, Roquan, the longer we wait on him, the higher his price is going to go. Yeah, his right, fans man. talking about trade him for DK Metcalf. Like what? Fans, what? that's so stupid. Huh? So, so you would trade Roquan for DK and then have to re-sign DK because he's in and his last year as well. Yeah. So I said that was my so argument on that. Saving money or nothing. I said, bro. So you telling me you gonna you gonna trade a player who you more than likely have to pay close to a hundred mil because it, he he's that good of a, a linebacker, but. You want to trade him for DK Metcalf and pay DK, who's going to be looking to be paid as one of the highest wide receivers in the league. So you're paying yeah. over 100 million to 120 million. Yeah. I, I mean, I like I said, this draft is stacked with wide receivers. It's not stacked with linebackers. Mm-hmm. So uh, there I, are I mean, a couple linebackers that I like. Uh, I like Chad Muma out of Wyoming. I like Troy Anderson out of uh, I think Montana State. 
He's not Quan. They ain't no Quan. I'm saying there are linebackers I like in this draft. So that'll be another thing to look for. We'll see if how much say Eberflus has in some of these draft picks or. Uh, yeah. I just, I mean, I, I kind of expected um, with Ian Cunningham and Ryan Poles, I kind of expected them to really tackle offensive line. And I know they tried to get Brian Allen out of L.A., um, mm-hmm. but I just, I, like Bates, I didn't know him. I had to look him up. The only thing I know about him mm-hmm. is he's a 68 on Madden. So I don't know. Is that an upgrade or is it, I mean, it's mad. And so they don't know how to grade their offensive line anyway. I, but, I was going to say, I watched it. I watched a, a few breakdowns on them. Uh, to, when I say, I feel like he's an upgrade. The, the kid is, he's, he's a big solid lineman. Uh, no bullshit about him. He's, he's, he's hard nose. Uh, in the, in the four games he started to me, the two biggest ones are he started in playoff games and he didn't allow pressure, didn't allow a sack. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, that's big. I don't care if it's four games mm-hmm. or not, dude. That's, that's right. still big because you can take a four game sample when shit. Apparently, Tevin Jenkins is a bust because he played in one game. Right. Uh, Bates was, they wanted to keep Bates. I think Roger Saffold being cut and them being in win now mode, they decided, hey, let's go with him because he's a short thing. We're, we're not going to just put money into him and expect him to be something. We know what Roger Saffold is. So the Bills did want to keep this kid. They just didn't have the money to do it. Right. So, and not only that, but as soon as he was let go, the Vikings came calling, the Patriots came calling, which is another big one. If the Patriots come calling, you know, it's not a joke. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he chose to come to Chicago. I think Ian Cunningham did have a lot to do with that because Ian Cunningham was the one who gave him his start over in Philly. Right. And I believe it was out of his hands to let him go. Uh, he he's he's gonna be a solid he's gonna be a solid piece in the middle. I'm, I'm not gonna say he's a superstar. I don't think Lucas Patrick is a superstar, but to me, you don't need superstars. You need people who are angry who want to block mm-hmm. him. Yeah. So yeah. Olivia Carter here is talking about that. You know, playing angry. I think that's know. a big a big thing that uh, we're gonna be going for for the future of our offensive line. And, and he has an AC here. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's always a positive, you know. Thanks. Uh, but uh, the the scheme we're going to, you don't have to have, in my opinion, the superstar left tackle. I mean the 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 San Francisco 49ers got Mike McGlitchy, who they did draft in the top ten, uh, and he's a solid left tackle, and he holds his own in this offense. Uh, here at Kentucky, when we had Liam Cohen, we had Dare Rosenthal transfer in from LSU. He played left tackle for us last year and played really well. Um, but he's not a he's not a superstar guy. He's projected as like a sixth round pick, even though he ran the fastest forty of any offensive line. Um, but I mean, I guess that's irrelevant. I just it's just a fun fact. Uh, but my point is, you don't have to go get a a, Big a top a top left tackle to play this position because of the way this scheme works. And, mm-hmm. and it, it, I mean, we'll see how it all plays out. It's uh, gonna, Madden it's gonna be a lot always of, disrespects our guys, so it don't. Really I don't say it's going to be a lot of play action and in, in, in some of that yeah. that zone uh, power that they do. Uh, 
Yeah. And to be honest, like you said, you don't need somebody to be a world beater at honestly <laughs> in either of the tackle positions. All you gotta do is hold up a little bit and get let them yep. get the ball out. But uh that doesn't that doesn't change the fact that we do need you to be good at locking though. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it did, it does seem to me that we're going to be a bit more run heavy anyway this year. So yeah. you know that, that's going to help that situation. What's that? Yeah, I was going to say that's why you go out and get old boy from from Tennessee. Yeah, and I, I think we, I think our new running back had a lot to do with that too. Uh, Eric, uh, Darrington Evans, because he that's he right, legit yeah. as soon as he got signed, my man was like legit talking about uh, whatever his name is. I'm I'm not even going to try to pronounce old boy's name. It just starts with a B. It's KB. We'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> he, he was immediately on the phone with my man's talking about some hey man come come play and he came over so uh so I, think I was he had wrong with that. I guess I guess the Niners got Trent Williams I was wrong about that but I know oh, yeah, Trent Williams is they got him wrong. on the right side yeah uh my boy plays yeah. right oh okay so that's why I was confused yeah, shit, he got hurt I mean, last year. Drafted, I heard. they was talking about not paying him I mean, you draft an offensive tackle in the top ten. I would expect he would oh, be on good. the left side, but I mean, oh yeah, I guess, uh, I guess I'm I'm an I'm an idiot. I don't know. My bad about that. <laughs> you always you always seem so like you know what you're on about, AC. <laughs> I, if you say it, if you say it with confidence, <laughs> if you say it loud enough, I didn't know. You did wrong. But you say it with confidence. <laughs> no. Oh my god. But yeah, man. What else we got, AC? I think I'm ready to close this thing up. If you guys sure. don't have anything else, I mean, hey, baby, like you... I said, we don't have a script on here, so I just kind of, if it pops in my head, I it falls out of my mouth, and we go with it. AC, hey, man, it's your <laughs> world, like baby. It. I'm like a squirrel it. looking for a nut, man. <laughs> 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 right. I I gotta get ready for this birthday party anyway. My wife just oh, texted thanks. me. They said that they're going to breakfast with. Her sister and and her sister's boyfriend. I was like, well, okay. She said, get the hell off the get off the stream and let's do this. Well, that That's was like half said. an hour ago. So uh, hopefully, she- <laughs> 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 well, yeah. all right. So uh, a long day. It's be a quietness. <laughs> it might be. Man, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so Chris, if you want to do some shout outs or or anything, yeah, go right ahead. We'll close uh, this thing. Uh, yeah, shout well, shout out is uh, first it's Mother's Day over in uh, over in England, so shout out oh, to my mum. Also, yeah, so uh, but the main shout out is obviously to you guys again, and also Aldo coming on. I've been wanting to talk to Aldo for so long, and it was such a joy talking to him. Uh, and I'm so glad he came on our show. And um, you know, every time every time we do a show, I always learn something. And I love that, especially when it comes to the draft. Because, like I said before, you know, I find it hard to sort of follow college football over and over again. So um, it's all sort of really interesting to me and new. So um, yeah, shout out to you guys for making it a marvelous two two hours of talking football. And uh, shout out to your to your son AC, happy birthday! And uh, you guys all stay safe and bear down. It was all in it. Bear down, brother. Bear down, man. What about you, KB? You got some shout outs. Uh, Tell yeah, us man, what's shout, going on. Like I said, man, shout, shout out to everybody in the chat, man. Uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's always humbling to see people coming here in the first place just listening to a bunch of dumb asses talk. Uh, <laughs> shout out to everybody I follow on Twitter because, uh, you know what I'm saying, a lot, of, a lot of the things that I, I've 
been able to talk about a lot of things that I know of have been because I interact with so many people on Twitter about about some of these players. So shout out to y'all too, man. Uh, shout out to Aldo coming on the show, uh, showing us a little love, gracing us with his presence, man. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Getting the, the Godfather on the on the jump off with us. Uh, and I think one of the biggest shout outs uh, uh, to our boy Batch. Like I said, uh, this it, it sucks seeing you go, man. Uh, yeah. Like you said, it's not a, it's not a farewell. It's just to see you later. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, what I'm saying uh, eventually, maybe when we're a better team, he comes back. <laughs> he he gonna retire <laughs> like Tom Brady. No. <laughs> Uh, like yeah. I say, you, you'd have meant a lot to our podcast, man. You'd have, you'd have meant a lot to the, to the, to the network in general and uh, us, us as friends. So yeah. we appreciate you and love you Definitely. for that, man. Uh, yeah, so yeah. And shout out to you boys, man. Always. Yeah. 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 Cheers, uh, definitely. Definitely. Like KB said, shout out to the chat, man, for coming on here on a random Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you're kind of a month away from the draft. You're in the middle of free agency, but the Bears aren't making a ton of moves, but you, you come on here and hang out with us, and, and we sure appreciate it. If y'all don't mind, smash that like button on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, please give us a rating. If you're on iTunes, rate and review the Ballroom Network. We sure do appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, you're giving us five stars on that. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. Damn. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> What's for you, kid? Shout, <laughs> shout out to y'all. Shout out to uh, – just like KB said, man, uh, I'll mirror what he said about my brother Badge, man. Shout out, brother. I, I appreciate yeah, uh, everything you've done for me. Uh, you were part of the team that brought myself and KB in. We were just fans, uh, and right. Chris as well. You know, I was we gonna say fans. we all fans got brought in by, yeah, by Badge. You know, like they got brought yeah. in. They built this brand. They helped build this network, and uh, we continue to grow. And uh, definitely, so shout out to you, brother, and uh, shout out to. Captain Bobby Bron- Bobby Bombs um, yeah. texted him earlier this week. He was like, "Man, I'll be back around the draft." So I don't know oh, if man, that said means- I'm on the sabbatical. <laughs> I don't know if that yeah. means the week before the draft he's gonna hop on, or the week after the draft he'll hop on and talk about the guys we did get. But um, enjoy yeah. your time off, brother. Man, enjoy time with your family because yeah. uh, you never know what's promised tomorrow, uh, especially. Right. In his line of work, you know, the military, he'll be called exactly. up tomorrow to what's with what's going on over right over in Russia and Ukraine. So uh definitely shout out to him for that. Yeah. And uh if you guys liked our show, uh talking about our mock drafts over here, I had a blast putting that all together, man, and uh talking about draft picks, learning some draft picks. I didn't even know that offensive tackle from Tulsa, seeing how mean he was, that was awesome. Yes, KB. And uh, mm-hmm. learning about some some new guys uh, to to be on the lookout for. Um, and if you guys in the chat are huge fans of the draft or prospects, uh, be sure to tune in to Draft on Tap with uh, Danny and Neil. They, they break it down the tape. You know, I, I feel like George McCaskey. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really yeah. know what I'm looking at 100%. But those guys, they break down the tape. They break down play by play and – and, and and tell you what's good and what's bad and and they're unbiased about it you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying they, they don't even that, though that uh, neil, right even though neil works for mississippi state he's unbiased uh he'll right. he will tell you yep this dude's good or no this dude should not be as high as a lot of i don't see him being as high as people think he is and uh so shout out to those guys for that um i think i heard aldo talking about Greg Gabriel having a show this week talking about, you know, pulling that curtain back a little bit. 
mm-hmm. behind the scenes mm-hmm. of the draft, which I'm looking forward to Ooh. watching that because just just the knowledge that Greg Gabriel has from his from his time. I mean, he was a scout in with our Chicago Bears for years, and uh, seeing the ins and outs, the back, you know, what what goes on in the background that we don't know anything about. So definitely check that show out if you're into that. Um, we got Bulls Gold uh, with the Bulls. They struggling Ooh, a little bit. We're struggling right now, bro. They are struggling. They did win last night against Cleveland. Yeah. So shout out Still to holding the fifth seed right now for that. Um, but they went from the number one seed to they went from is this team a contender to can this team stay out of the play in? You know, stay out of the play in. You know, so right. so it's it's a it's a even flow on the on the on the season with the Bulls. So check those guys out. They know all about that. Um you got baseball coming back. You got Crosstown Crosstalk. You got uh um the South Burbs hit me and my man Joe Mandel coming back with all right. that. So you got the Sox double A show that's that's fan. constantly going on too, man. Absolutely. Double A they get on, they talk about the racial issues that are that are going on in America and uh, they cover those hard topics that I don't want to talk about. I'll be completely honest. I mean, you know, when that Deshaun Watson thing happened, I was like, yep, well, we'll see how that goes, but I don't want to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? I just kind of stick my head in the sand and and it's they're difficult stuff to talk about. And they're big men for talking about that kind of stuff, man. It's, 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 it's definitely hard. Uh, but stay tuned in to the network. The, the best way to do it is just to subscribe to our YouTube, and they'll tell you when we're live. And uh, and obviously, smash that like again. And uh, sure. we'll leave all y'all with a fat ass bear down, bear down, baby, bear down. <laughs>